Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Is it me, Amanda Garcia? <laughs> Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Pirates are going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. It is game day in eastern North Carolina and Greenville, North Carolina, as the Pirates and Campbell Fighting Camels go at it at 6 o'clock at Clark LeClaire Stadium. We will get you ready for that one right here on Pirate Radio Live on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM at Greenville 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com and watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Be a part of the show with your questions and comments on Facebook Live, YouTube. You can hit us up on Twitter as well. I got four. Who needs four? I got four tickets to what some call paradise, Clark LeClaire Stadium, section 208, row AA, seat 27 through 30. They can be yours if you write a four-page essay on why you deserve these tickets. How do you want to give these away, Shirley? You want to just have somebody call? What do we do? Ooh. Um... It's got to be. It's got to be baseball related. So, what's something we can do that's can? Um... Do you want to do like trivia? I mean, do you want to like? Yeah, let's do trivia. We haven't done that in a while to give away tickets. Chandler, come up with a baseball trivia question. <laughs> you got one already? Oh. Uh... Who leads the Pirates in batting average? I don't know. All right. God. All right. What current Pirate leads the team in batting average? The first person to call 317-1250 with the answer will win four tickets to ECU Campbell. So call in now, and you must be able to uh, pick these up, obviously, today and have them ready in hand for the game tonight. And a big game it is. We're going to preview it with uh, several guests today, including the Campbell perspective on things. Chris Haymeyer, play-by-play voice of the Campbell Fighting Camels, will join us coming up in about 20 minutes or so to talk about their season so far, the two games they won against East Carolina, and uh, we'll set up tonight's game as well. Mike Mullis will join us. He's been on the call for some ESPN Plus games for ECU this year. He will join us. He's also, I think he's going to join us via phone because he wanted to go check out the BP for the top high school baseball player in the country that's playing against Jage Rose tonight. Uh, so we will talk to Mully about that, ECU baseball, and more coming up at four. Aaron Fitt joins us in hour number two as uh, we'll talk about where the Pirates are right now, what they need to do to host a regional, and Bryce Williams will join us coming up in hour number three. Shirley, phones are going. Do we already have a winner? Uh, no, I just put them on so they could guess live oh, on the oh, air. Who do we got? Uh, we got Steve Hill first. Steve, who? Uh, Steve, are you going to the game if you get these tickets? Absolutely. All right. Who is leading the Pirates in batting average? I'm going to guess Justin Wilcoxon. Justin Wilcoxon is. 
<laughs> technically incorrect. Ooh, okay. <laughs> he is hitting 331. There is a pirate hitting 333 this year. Uh, Steve, good guess, but you are two points off. All right, the fun, all right. Let's. This is tough because if we were going by like plate appearances and everything, this batter leading the team uh, does not have enough plate appearances to really count. In fact, he is one out of three on the year. <laughs> but we're we're being technical here. We're probably gonna you're probably gonna have to look this answer up and call in and try to win. Justin Wilcoxon hitting 331. As far as everyday players, he is the leading hitter on the team. But there is a Pirate hitting 333 who is one out of three on the year. We'll see if this caller can name that Pirate. Who do we got, Shirley? We've got Mindy. Mindy. Hello, Mindy. Hello. Uh, who is leading the team in hitting this year? Batting average. Is it Justin Wilcoxon? Justin Wilcoxon was just said he's hitting 331. There is a pirate hitting 333, though. I'm sorry. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Do you catch my drift on who this pirate could be? Let me just call back. You may want to go to ecupirates.com and look at the stats. We went really technical with this. Wow. One. I, I I looked. I'm looking at the, uh, and it says all games sorted by batting average. And, you know. Justin Wilcoxon's is up there, so when Steve said that, I was like, all right, well, he's correct, but he's not. If we're being technical, he is not. Steve is mad. He said, I call BS, so you don't have to know. You just have to be able to look it up. Any way you can find it out, find it out. Find it out and call back. We need the right answer. You gave the wrong answer, Steve. What do you want me to do? Change the batting averages? That's probably Steve right there. You want me to call the official statistician? And tell them that they're wrong? It's Nick. All right, we have Nick, I think. Is that your name? Slick Nick. Oh, can, can Nick get this right? All right, hang on. Eric has a trivia no, question. This, was, this is Jack. 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 What's up, Jack? What's up, Jack? Jack. Yeah. yeah what's hey, up? what's up, man? All right, do you know Jack? Who is the uh, leading hitter on the team batting average-wise? Oh, it'd be uh, Nick Delisi. Nick Delisi, Khaleesi is correct. Nick Delisi is correct. Hitting a cool three thirty-three this year for the Pirates. One out of three. Is Nick Delisi the pitcher that everybody keeps talking about? Oh my dear, he's a catcher, Chandler. Get out or of here. Or catcher, not pitcher, catcher. I meant yes. catcher. <laughs> All right, Jack, can you come pick these tickets up? Uh, I can send somebody. <laughs> All right. Boy. All right, send somebody. Who are you sending? Uh, I don't know. Can you go to the game? What you, what's your deal? I just want to answer a question. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you going to the game or not? I can't. Come oh, on, my Jack! God! Jack! Are you kidding me, Jack? What are you doing, Jack? Jack! Get Jack out of here! Next next caller. Jack. All right, who have we got here? Jack, you're banned! All right, next caller. Nope. We don't have oh another caller. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. This, this is like this the is worst trivia game we've ever played. You know what? I feel terrible. I, you I feel terrible <laughs> that I brought Folks. up the idea of trivia. Folks. Hey, it's Chandler's question. It's he's to blame. Folks, <laughs> you heard the answer. Just call and answer. <laughs> who wants okay, the ticket? No, this is fun. This is fun. I like this. All right, All right Steve here we go. Hill is back on the line. Uh, all right, Steve. It's not Justin Wilcox. Steve, what pirate is leading the team in batting average? 
second on my list was Delisi. Sorry. First name? First name? Nick. All right. Yay! Steve. All right. We got a winner. Finally, we got a winner. Steve, come pick up your tickets. I can't go. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I am kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. We'll be there. All right. Thanks, All right. Steve. Please, please. Bye. What a segment. That was fun. Oh, my goodness gracious. We I gotta, love how we went technical there. We got to find more stuff to give away so we can have just meltdown segments like this. <laughs> Jack, Jack said, oh, I'll get somebody to pick them up. <laughs> can you go to the game, Jack? No, I can't. I just want to answer the question. I just want to answer the question. Ah, Jamie said this turned into a disaster. <laughs> Eric says, Steve Hill proving that ball don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have our winner. Thank you to everyone who called in and everyone who uh, witnessed that absolute debacle. My word, that was crazy. All right, so Steve is our winner. He will be going to East Carolina Campbell Chandler during the football season. We do vibe checks with you. Give us a vibe check for ECU Campbell. I'm going to go... Scale to one to ten, man. This could be high for you. No, it's not. Say your number. Seven point five. I'm a ten. Ten, they. I know. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Seven point. I'm, but I, I'm sticking with my seven point five. But two one run losses to Campbell so far this year. Garrett Saylor was absolutely dealing, wheeling and dealing last time against them. He gets him again tonight. I, I think the Pirates win. I think the Pirates uh, bats stay hot tonight. Yeah, and I mean, we, we hope that's the case because the last time we faced off against the Camels, that's exactly what happened. The bats were not hot, but the bats have been hot the past several games. Pirates were on a, on a what, seven-game win streak. They get the Camels at home this time. They did have a good showing of Pirate fans in Fayetteville earlier this year, but that's going to be a regional light atmosphere that we've already seen several times this year at Cart Claire tonight. And uh, I really do feel good about this this baseball game for ECU over uh, Campbell. Uh, they got to avoid the sweep. I think they can tonight. <laughs> uh, Redbeards on Twitter said, ha, 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 Jack is a jackass. I love this so much. Don't give them to Steve. <laughs> Redbeard <laughs> likes chaos. He wanted it to continue. And I guess um, that was our guy, Jack Dover. On YouTube, Jack Dover says, I just wanted to give them to Steve. Wow, Jack. Come on, Jack. I know what your last name is, Jack, and it's not Dover. Does it start with the A? It does. Man. Followed by two consonants that are the same letter. That are in the word Mississippi? They, they, you can find those letters in that very word, Shirley. Okay. Crooked yeah. letter, crooked letter. I think we all know what I, I'm saying. Humpback, humpback, I. His name is Jack App. I thought it was going to be two little butt cheeks, <laughs> Jack All. Moving along. <laughs> All right, Pirates Campbell tonight, 6 o'clock. We'll preview it with Chris Haymeyer, Mike Mullis, Aaron Fitt later on in today's show. Uh, coming up later this week, got some other guests to promote. Uh, Mike Maniscalco will join us coming up Wednesday, play-by-play voice of the Carolina Hurricanes. And we will talk about the Canes game one. We finally know when that will be. It will be coming up on Thursday night, 8 o'clock on TNT. So a long layoff for the Canes and Panthers. But uh, game one coming up Thursday. We'll preview it Wednesday with Mike Maniscalco. Also planning to hook up with Garrett McGinn coming up on uh, Wednesday as well. 
he said he'd be in his car traveling and uh, could give us some time so check in with gmac on a xfl championship so that'd be fun to uh talk to him coming up uh, on the show on wednesday we got tabari snoop wallace joining marcus crandall and i coming up on thursday former pirate db so looking forward to catching up with him coming up later this week as well so uh, a lot of guests lined up for the rest of the week and a big show on tap for today uh some ecu football news this is why i don't get into recruiting this is why i just like watching the games i like previewing the games for four hours on the bud light pregame tailgate and talking to folks about what might happen about players to watch you know interviews all that stuff love that favorite part of the job here at pirate radio is the bud light pregame tailgate a lot of fun i like the game itself we have fun on the post game, but as far as recruiting and now NIL and all that stuff, I, I was never really into it. I'm certainly not into it today. Just give me the games, and this is the reason why. Uh, Chandler, are you a big fan of uh, Keelan Marion? You Are you a Keelan Marion guy? I have to say I'm not. Well, he uh, you know, committed East Carolina. He was going to come here to be a wide receiver play right away kid from yukon okay big time guy big time big time player and then he said one of my favorite i, I hope to god this is the channel it was but psych psych one of the it was a channel that psych there was a tv show called psych what channel what are you talking about is it psych? <laughs> are you okay I thought it was called Psych. What was called Psych? A channel? Or a, a TV show or something. Yeah, it was a TV show called Psych. Yes, but that's what he said. Psych. Oh, dear. Keelan Marion transferring from UConn to ECU. Not so fast. Nope. He said earlier today on Twitter, I want to thank Coach Houston and Coach Roberts for the opportunity to play at East Carolina. But after much thought and prayer, I will be decommitting from ECU and opening back up my recruitment. Mm. He prayed on it. Is he a true pirate if he was never a pirate? Well, that's all part of God's plan. <laughs> it was all part of God's plan for him to go to UConn and commit here and then leave and go somewhere else to BYU. Maybe he's Mormon. That is uh, apparently the route he is going to take. So um, I don't know. What was your favorite part of the keelan marion era at ecu him committing to us that was great right that was awesome Do you remember that time he said he was going to come here it was awesome that was fantastic God, i remember i remember where i was when he committed <laughs> i do remember joe at sports trivia last week saying hey what's the intel on the yukon receiver i do remember he literally that. asked me what's the intel i was like dude i don't know i don't know this guy from adam or eve or steve i don't know and I'm glad I didn't know. This is why I didn't get to know him because he's not even going to be here. So, what if you what if you took the time to learn a lot about this guy? You got back up with Joe to answer his question, and then this is what happened. Good thing you didn't tell him. Yeah, right. I don't want to get attached to these guys, especially guys that never even make it here. All right, uh, John Moody is on top of football schedules. He said football schedule tidbit: first three week kickoff times will be announced may the 31st so this is an announcement that there will be an announcement in two weeks so stay tuned for that folks all right um 
John, I've seen this armpit thing. Explain to me the armpit thing. Or maybe don't. Maybe I don't want to know. Something to do with BYU. Mm. I don't think I want to know what it is. Um, Jack said he didn't think we would pick up the phone. He never got it to ring during the treasure chest segment. I guess he thought we our phones were phony, but he found out that they were real. Absolutely real. Um, so there you go. So a pirate was never a pirate. Also, are you reading uh, the Nashad Strother stuff at all? Are you keeping up with this? No, I just know that he is a Oregon Duck now. Quack, quack. I, I don't know. So... I don't know if it's true or not, but I read, and it's out there on message boards and people talking about it. They're speculating, I guess. I don't. Somebody must know, but it's out there on how much nil money he's getting. And if it's true, it is insane. If it's true, I guess we don't blame him for leaving. Well, first of all, you you're not supposed to have nil deals set up like before you leave that's that's illegal but no the amount of money that they're talking about him getting is insane it's like joe west naked gun money no way yes actually more what What? yeah that's what that's what that's what yeah crazy crazy who is giving the good for them if there's somebody dumb enough to give you hundreds of thousands of dollars you take it and don't ask questions. Like, seriously, we need NIL money for pirate radio employees. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Yeah, if anybody wants to give me hundreds of thousands of dollars or thousands or hundreds. I mean, if you need me to rep a brand. Yeah. Hey, look, Let my recruitment is open. Did Nishad Strother have a personal meeting with Phil Knight himself? Maybe so. Because with that kind of money, that's good walking around money right now. But uh, yeah, that's some good. Hey, go get you a pack of gum. He's got a little jangle in his pocket, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. Going jingling-a-ling. Jamie says you still have Bobby Pettiford to talk about. I'm excited about that. I saw one of our um, halftime smoking buddies from basketball, the old men. I saw halftime Steve. I saw a different weekend. member of that group. Uh-huh. And man, he's uh he's jacked up about some pirate basketball. So is halftime Steve. That's cool to be out at, at baseball games and people excited about ECU basketball, right? Even though halftime Steve called him pedigree or pedigree. We got pedigree, <laughs> pedigree coming in. And pedigree going to be. He's more of a straight guy, and then uh, he's more of a combo guy. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I look, I'm excited about hoops. I'm more excited about hoops than I am football this year. Wow. Which I'm, I'm a basketball guy anyway, as it is. Uh, Jay just put on uh, our Facebook live feed, we were talking about Nashad Strother. He just put $300,000. $300,000. That is a number I've seen floating around, too. Jay says, should we be asking players that leave for NIL opportunities to give back to the Boneyard Collective? No. No, they gave him the money. There's no refunds. Look, it's stu- if if you want to give out money, give out the money. You don't ask for it back. <coughs> it's done. Dunzo, money's been handed out. Whatever. No, you don't ask for it back. If you're gonna give out the money, then 
you got to be able to part with it hey uh can i get my money back please hey nishad hey nishad do you mind uh you mind giving me that money back hey about six months ago i gave you like a i don't know fat little check no uh, you sir think i can get that back no returnsies nishad said you got a receipt for that john says ecu michigan will not be the big noon kickoff game on fox all right i've been hyping that up man all off season gus johnson do we know what game will be the big we don't know we don't know i don't know john do we know the big noon game for that saturday is that a good thing or a bad thing we could still land on like um well, like Big Ten Network at noon or something. They still have ESPN. ESPN still has Big Ten games at noon, right? I feel like there's like a Northwestern Rutgers game on the deuce at noon on Saturdays or something. Oh, okay. Primetime. Moody says primetime Colorado and Why TCU. Does that, okay. Yeah, that would make sense. You got to go primetime week one uh, for Big Noon. Ironically, not on primetime. I was about to say, when you said primetime, I thought 8 o'clock. What? Like they're talking about Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders, which uh, East Carolina. Does he have a football team? East Carolina did get a receiver from Colorado out of the portal, but I will not get to know him until he plays because I don't want to be hurt again. Um. Okay, Jay says, no. <clears throat> I meant now that they are making big money like professional players donate back to ecu like an nfl player would i mean yeah you can ask and ask all you want to that don't mean that they're gonna do it though i mean yeah whatever like yeah jay send the shot a message and say hey can you give some money back see what he says let me know let me know how it goes if he's making as much as uh is out there then he has the ability to pay some back but that's up to him if he wants to do it or not just like it's up to all of you and the businesses and whoever is handing out all this money to these players that is their prerogative to if again if somebody's handing out money you take it don't ask a lot of questions just take it and run all right let's uh take a time out steve hill is here to pick up his prize oh pike what's up pike pike listening from sub dogs waiting to go to the baseball game I met Pike earlier today. He came by the Pirate Radio Studios. <laughs> he dropped off a bag of donuts, but uh, he ate a few on the way, and there was only two left by the time he got here. But I had one of them. There's one left in that bag over there. And Pike, they were awesome. Nice to meet you. Thanks for dropping those by, man. That was fantastic. And glad you're uh, part of the show, as always. All right, when we return, we'll talk to Chris Haymeyer voice of the Campbell fighting camels will preview East Carolina and Campbell coming up six o'clock tonight Steve Hill is going because he's correctly said Nick Delisi led the ECU in batting average this year one for three on the year I'll give him his tickets and we'll be back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this
bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six four Impala. I wish it was a little bit taller. You're listening to hour one of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Big baseball show today. Mike Mull is going to join us later on. Aaron Fitt from D1 Baseball. Talk to Chris Haymeyer here in a moment. What in the name of Ski Low are you playing, Shirley? <laughs> it's a cover of Ski Low. <laughs> I never heard that cover before in my life, but now I have, and now you have as well. All right, uh, so ECU Campbell, 6 o'clock tonight, Clark LeClaire, big one, two top 15 teams going at it in the stadium. (laughs) Now I'm struggling, Chandler. By the way, we found out what Chandler wanted to say for his uh, TV station that he was referring to. It is now Paramount, I think. It used to be Spike. Spike. Spike TV. Yes. Spike TV. Home was... of the most extreme elimination challenge yeah. television show that I used to watch all the time. And Bar Rescue that me and my family enjoyed watching during the COVID times. I want to say the Joe Schmo show was on Spike back in the day. Psych is one of my all-time favorite shows on the USA Network. That's what I meant, the show, not the channel. You would like that show, Chandler. I would like for you to watch Psych sometime. All right, I will. Psych. Oh, gotcha. walked into that one. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line. Joining us, play-by-play voice of the Campbell Fighting Camels, our old friend Chris Haymeyer, joining us on the show. Chris, how you doing, man? Cliff, I'm doing really good when I can be in Greenville for a top 15 baseball matchup at this time of, of the year. Everybody around here is calling it a little bit of a regional preview, so uh, we're pumped. No doubt. Uh, same on our end. Should be a great crowd at Clark LeClaire Stadium as East Carolina takes on Campbell. And, Chris, this has turned into a really good baseball rivalry. And for uh, it to be a rivalry, both teams need to win. And while East Carolina's done that in the past years, they have not done that this year so far. Campbell 2-0 and against the Pirates. They've had uh, ECU's number so far this season. Yeah, and it was a big couple of wins early in the season, of course, uh, that first win in Bowie's Creek in the first week of the season, and then the neutral site game in March down in Fayetteville. Those were the two wins combined with a pretty darn good non-conference schedule that put Campbell into the top 25. They got there after they beat uh, ECU and uh, haven't fallen out. They got to the rankings in the in the first week in March. They were as high as um, five in some polls, and they've been hovering in the top 15 ever since. So, so that really put them on the map, and um, they would love nothing more than to improve their RPI even more. They are still in the mix to host a regional, and, and a win tonight really for Campbell is a must if they still want to host. Yeah, the polls like the Pirates and the Camels, the RPI – 
does as well. East Carolina sitting at 19 right now. Campbell at 22. And whoever wins this game, obviously, will get a bump. So it is a big one going into the final weekend of the regular season for conference play, the last non-conference game coming up here today. Chris, um, if Campbell can host a regional, would it be there at the ballpark at Bowie's Creek? I'm telling you what, how how cool would a Bowie's Creek region, regional sound when it uh, when it would go across the screen <laughs> on ESPN on uh, on uh, on Selection Monday? We have uh, decided to put in the bid for the uh, Segrist Stadium, the Fayetteville Woodpeckers okay. Park, of course, where both teams played, uh, neutral site, just because it right now is uh, is well equipped to host something like that. It's a home away from home from Campbell. There's been Big South Conference tournaments there. There's been um, some neutral site games that Campbell has played down there. And that's going to have uh, the facility that would make it plug and play. But a year like this, and, and ECU went through it. You remember when when I first started covering covering the Pirates and moved to North Carolina, uh, you as well. It was something where ECU's ballpark wasn't big enough to host a regional. So they had to do it in Wilson. They had to do it in Kinston at Granger Stadium. And that was really uh, some of the fuel that helped fundraise to build the beautiful uh, ballpark that ECU plays in, and they're hoping to do the same thing here at Campbell. So in the future, they could host a regional here in Bowie's Creek. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I know Chandler, our producer, went down to Fayetteville to that ballpark, said it was a great place to catch a game, and that would be exciting to have a regional there. And Chris, uh, right now the Camels 39-11, and and just kind of goes to show you that they're, you know, not currently top 16 RPI. What do you have to do, who you have to play to get into that top 16? Because just 11 losses out of 50 games, uh, you'll take that every single time. But, man, it is uh, razor thin when you're trying to, to get up there for the first time. Kind of reminds me when East Carolina was trying to get into that top eight, and they finally did after years and years of being really close. Uh, they got through. Uh, they, they broke through that glass ceiling, and now Campbell trying to do the same here. Yeah, Campbell has done everything that they can within their power. Uh, according to Warren Nolan, uh, Campbell's non-conference strength of schedule is 12th in the nation. Mm. They've played some good teams non-con, uh, whether it was in, back in February or March or um, during the midweek. Uh, they've played the Duke. They've beaten North Carolina. They've played Coastal Carolina and beating, of course, what's going to turn into be a three-game series with ECU. Their non-conference RPI is eight. Unfortunately, the, the Big South is, is weak this year, so their strength of schedule drops all the way from 12th in the non-con to 102 uh, when you throw in the conference teams. Campbell is the only team within the top 100 in the RPI. Um, there's a lot of good things about being in the Big South. Of course, Campbell uh, announcing last summer that July 1st, this summer, they will be moving to the CAA in all sports. The CAA has had as many as seven teams in the top 100 in, in, in RPI so far this year. They could get two teams into the NCAA tournament. So uh, there's a, a lot of reasons why Campbell is going to the CAA, but but baseball has has shined a magnifying glass on the reason why the, the change of conference will be good uh, for a lot of reasons for Campbell. Chris Haymeyer joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. ECU Campbell tonight, 6 o'clock at Clark LeClaire Stadium, and they've played two games. There's been two one-run games, and Campbell has been able to win them both. Chris, who are some of the uh, offensive stars to watch out for tonight, guys in the lineup that uh, we need to keep an eye on for Campbell? 
Well, Cliff, it's it's one of the reasons why why Campbell has been so good offensively this year. They rank third in the entire country in runs scored. They've been close to 11 runs per game averaging all year, and it's because up and down the lineup, they've got that mix of of, of speed and power. Uh, Tyler Halstead is at the top of the lineup. He's hitting 388 this year. Uh, Lawson Harrell. It's a guy from Shelby, North Carolina. Not very many people recruited him out of high school. Uh, he has done what, what many players have done, have, have come here to Campbell out of high school and have developed. And, uh, and he's hit 18 bombs so far on the year. So they have six of their regulars that are hitting over 319 right now. They have six different guys that have double-digit home runs. And, and they also have uh, uh, four guys that have double-digit stolen bases. Things have been so good offensively for, for Campbell this year, Clip, that their three main pinch hitters are all hitting over 340 this year. It's been one of those offensive years where it seems like everybody in the lineup uh, has been seeing a beach ball up there, and it's been really, really fun to watch a, a Campbell team that has been scoring not only against Big South teams, but against Power 5 teams and Group of 5 teams as well. Well, uh, yeah, some gaudy numbers from this Campbell offense. Chris, how is the... The locals there, the fan base, uh, got involved this year with baseball with all the success. How have the crowds been there and uh, the interest in Campbell baseball? It's been awesome, Clip. As you know, Campbell has been a, a baseball team that has been solid for over a decade now. But but in this current run we're in, Campbell, with uh, four straight trips to the NCAA regional, making it to the regional final, the final day, um, two, two of those years, uh, going for their fifth straight conference title. There has been a really good fan base and a really good buzz about Campbell bat baseball for, for half a decade now. But, man, this year it has truly, truly gone over the top. You, you know with ECU breaking into the top 25 and, and having your name uh, among the other power, power fives and among the teams that have a lot bigger budgets than you, both as a baseball program and an athletic department, it does so much. We've had six sellouts here uh, at Jim Perry Stadium so far this year. Teams are showing up for us on the road. It was a great neutral site down in Fayetteville when Campbell played ECU. It had a bit of a regional field there. So for a team that has really developed a, a, a pretty good fan base, it's gone all over the place. I went to a wedding this past weekend uh, in the western part of the state, um, met a lot of people that I didn't know. And the first thing that they said to me when they found out I worked at Campbell was, wow, your baseball team is having is having a great year. So it has been really fun to get a spotlight shown on Campbell baseball. And then in the middle of this all, Zach Neto, who was playing uh, shortstop yeah. for Campbell at, at, at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium or uh, um, there at, at LeClaire Stadium uh, just one year ago, um, he is now in the starting lineup um, with Trout and Otani for the <laughs> for the LA Angels and doing pretty good. So you throw that in the middle of everything, uh, and it's just been literally a dream season here in Bowie's Creek. I mean, Clip, if if when I got here 12 years ago and and walked onto Taylor Field, which was what uh, Campbell's ballpark was named at the time. It was a it was a high school field. I mean, we're talking metal bleachers. We're talking a one room press box on top of the concession stand. And twelve years later, they're a nationally ranked team that we're talking about. Not only getting into a regional, but hosting a regional and Omaha. And I know uh, ECU fans know it's it's easy to say it. It's hard to get to, but 
that's actually a, a word and a, and a realistic thing that, that, that could be around here uh, someday. It's, it, it just really, really is hard to get your mind around. It's a great thing to get your mind around. And I've been, I've been really lucky to kind of be here and, and see this ride for Campbell. Chris Haymeyer joining us. It's going to be a great one tonight and a, a great crowd as well. Great atmosphere for college baseball here in May as the Pirates take on the Campbell Fighting Camels. And really good pitching matchup as well. Garrett Saylor going to go for ECU, and he has carved out his spot as a midweek guy and also a, an important bullpen piece for East Carolina, a veteran 1-0 on the year, uh, 3.78 ERA in 33 and a third innings. And Jake Murray going for Campbell, Chris, lefty 4-0 record, 3.48 ERA. Uh, tell us a little bit about Jake Murray. How many innings uh, is Campbell trying to get out of him tonight? Well, Murray, Murray has been the guy that has gotten the, uh, the, the the midweek starts. He's been injured for most of his uh, Campbell career, so they really like the fact that they kind of put him in for a spot start, thought that they could maybe give him two two innings, and he went three, four, and then sometimes five. So you, you talked about his numbers. He'll be making his third start. He's 3-0 and with a 2.87 ERA, and, and that is the, the big difference. People ask me, you know, what is the what is the big difference between this Campbell team and the, and the very good Campbell teams that we've seen? over the last four or five years, it's, it's the pitching depth. Uh, they not only have three guys that they can throw out on the weekend, including one, Cade Keeler, that'll probably be a, a, a top two or three round draft pick, but then they have depth. They have a midweek guy that you can count on, and then they have some short relievers and, more importantly, some long relievers that they can count on as well. I was thinking about this the other day, Cliff. This Campbell team has been molded out of the aftermath of what happened when Campbell lost two games on the final day of the 2019 Greenville Regional uh, when ECU came back from the loser's bracket and beat Campbell. In those two games, and Campbell Campbell won their first two games, so it wasn't like they were playing game number four or five. In those two games, Campbell uh, got outscored uh, 22-5. to Uh, The problem was that they didn't have any arms left after you got by their Friday and Saturday guy. And Coach Justin Hare, who has been here for 16 years, nine as a head coach, he put a plan together to say, if we want to win a regional, we know we can get there, we know we can compete. If we want to win a regional, we are going to have to have the arms to do it. So not only do they have guys that that can come out and and give you a lot of innings, they're bringing dudes out of the bullpen that are throwing in the mid-90s. They're starting guys that are throwing in the mid-90s. And that has been the big difference and why Campbell really thinks that they can compete whatever regional that they're thrown in because they they feel that they finally have the arms to match their bat. Chris Haymeyer joining us on Pirate Radio Live. It'll be the Camels and the Pirates going out at 6 o'clock at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Chris, always great to catch up with you when these two teams meet, and we'll uh, certainly talk again down the road. Uh, Everybody, uh, how's life going for you? Everybody good? Family good? Yep, it's going. Uh, it's going really, really good. My uh, my, my two twin boys are uh, are making me pull up um, archived uh, Campbell uh, baseball and softball games on uh, on ESPN Plus. So I have uh, I'm responsible for that, and it's my fault. Yeah, yeah. Have you already made them? Let's see. Are they going to be Chiefs fans? Are they going to be uh, Kansas City based sports fans, Chris? Or are you going to let them choose their own path? 
Um, I'm going to uh, make them be uh, Kansas City-based sports fans, of course, although I've had uh, all of my friends of college from college who are St. Louis Cardinals fans are saying, did you ever think of making them Cardinals fans? And I said, every single day. <laughs> uh, but um, unfortunately, you know, they're going to have to go uh, with the Royals. Once every 30 years, it pays off yeah. uh, with the World Series championship, you know. And if you give them everything right off the bat, Cliff, I mean, what do they really have to work for in this world? Exactly. It's about the struggle. It's about, and it makes it so much sweeter when it finally gets here, Chris. So, uh, good, good parenting there by Chris Haymeyer. Chris, thanks for joining us as always, man. Great to hear your voice. We'll uh, talk again down the road, bud. Hey, Cliff, thank you so much for, for making time um, for us. Uh, we really appreciate it. And may we end up in the same regional somewhere? We'd have a lot to talk about that, man. No doubt. It could happen. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Cliff. Chris Amire joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. And these teams right around each other in both the rankings and the RPI. East Carolina currently 19, uh, according to NCAA.com's RPI rankings. Campbell sitting at 22. They're right there beside each other, 14 and 15 uh, in the D1 polls. So it is uh, two teams that right now... um, look even on paper and they've played that way on the field campbell a one run win in the first one a one run win in the second game and um i don't know i just got a feeling tonight that uh the pirates get going and i'll win this one tonight and it would be big uh we got aaron fit coming up in hour number two of today's show and we'll ask him about East Carolina's hosting chances, what he's seeing right now as far as how that will play out, what do the Pirates need to do here to wrap up the season for that to happen. So we'll talk about that with Aaron Fitt coming up, hour number two of today's show. Also, Mike Mullis is going to join us here in just a little bit as well to talk more baseball uh, when we return on Pirate Radio Live. We'll uh, catch you up on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Also, it is a cold world. If you had a good NBA year but lost in the playoffs, you lost your job. We got three of those that I just spoke of already out the door. The latest being Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. We'll talk about that as well. When we return, got an NBA playoff game tonight, Lakers and Nuggets. We'll get into tonight's schedule and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday after this. I wish it was a six foot nine so I could get with Leoshi because she don't know me, but she's really fine. No one's here around the You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, Pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, CopyPro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year, and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you here, Pirate Radio Live. What's going on in the sports world? Still a couple days away from Canes and Panthers in the Eastern Conference Final. We'll preview it Wednesday with Mike Maniscalco 
uh, but looking forward to more Canes hockey Thursday night, 8 o'clock on TNT. Here's what is coming up tonight. Lakers and Nuggets, game one of that series in the Western Conference Finals. It'll be 8.30-ish on ESPN. Also tonight, uh, the Orioles taking on the Angels. O's 26 and 15 playing great uh taking on the angels tonight at camden yards and surely we got that coming up right here on pirate radio yeah we're gonna uh air that immediately after the uh uh ecu players lounge that comes up at six and then as soon as that's over we'll join the game in progress all right sounds good so we got o's baseball coming your way tonight also in baseball action right uh, down the road here jh rose and south brunswick and South Brunswick apparently has the best player in the country. Um, Molly was telling me about him yesterday. Uh, Walker Jenkins uh, is the player's name. Top five pick in the draft coming up, according to Trey Daly uh, from the Dirtbags. And uh, so I'll be at least keeping an eye out for that going on at 6 o'clock right down the road at J.H. Rose High School. Charlie, uh, I was going to say there's other area high schools that are going to be in action tonight as well. Um, Farmville Central and Green Central baseball will be playing tonight. I believe that game is at seven o'clock, and then there's several softball teams that'll be in action. Uh, Washington, also South Central, and D.H. Conley is the one seed in the 4A bracket. They're playing Apex tonight, and I believe that game time is six o'clock, as long as the weather holds out. All right. Also, Shirley, uh, Connor Norby will be available uh, to watch tonight yes. because the Norfolk Tides are involved in the minor league baseball free game of the week, free game of the day. Yes, uh, free game of the day. The game starts at 6.35, and they'll be taking on uh, – oh, shoot, I forgot who they're facing. Syracuse? Uh, that's probably not right. Mountain um, City Mountain Goats. I don't know. I'll have to pull it up again. But uh, here we go. Preview – uh, blah, 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 blah. The, this better be good the this better be the coolest name i've ever heard in my well, life it says the mets but that's the all mets. it says all right oh, the mets suck so they need to play <laughs> minor league baseball but uh having said that um and norms wait is there a team called the syracuse mets syracuse mets that's it yeah okay syracuse there mets. we go um so anyway um we don't have a lineup for norfolk yet they have not released that yet but they're going to be playing at 6 35 you can uh, that is the free game of the day all you need to do is just create an account on uh, minorleaguebaseball.com and uh, then you can just click on uh, live and be able to watch the game so you can watch connor norby in action gavin williams will be in action tonight as the columbus clippers will be hosting the saint paul saints um gavin is one and one and has a six is a sick 1.13 eras 21 mm. strikeouts and mm. three appearances so Man. uh he is just dealing i was reading an article earlier this morning and the line the headline just said gavin williams is a bad bad man he's a bad man and uh so i would not be we, we talked about this earlier i would not be the least bit surprised that in the next month or two, you're going to see Gavin getting called up to the big leagues. Let me check the uh, Guardians' record this year. Would love to see them in playoff contention. So they are 19 and 21. They're three games back of the Twins 
in the central but if they're in playoff contention and gavin maybe comes up out of the bullpen or something how cool would that be that would be, awesome. that would be really cool year. we actually had a, a a call to the bullpen in terms of a former pirate as uh jeff hoffman pitched last night he pitched two innings didn't allow a hit didn't allow a run struck out four uh unfortunately the phillies lost to the giants six to three no that was perfect he had, he was great no he was great pitched great and the yeah. phillies lost uh, it's, I mean, what more do you want, folks? You know, speaking of, uh, you know, teams that you love and teams that you hate, teams that you love, how about five home runs from the Braves yesterday uh, as they absolutely spanked the, Ra- the Rangers 12 nothing. Everything's bigger so, in Texas. Yep. Including our home runs. And everything's bigger, including those zeros that they put up on the board. Burley went one for five yesterday with uh, the Cardinals. The Cardinals drubbed the Brewers. 18-1 to one was that final. I think they're playing better now, right? Yeah. Uh, St. Uh, Burley, Louis. Burley uh, picked up his 10th RBI of the season in that game as so well. They're still in last uh, in the Central, 17-25, and 25, but they've won four in a row. They've won seven of ten. So they just got off to a horrible start trying to play catch-up right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But they're, they're playing much better, and... Uh, uh, having the addition of uh, Burley in the lineup, uh, Lars Newtbar, I like saying his name too because that's pretty. That's a pretty cool name. But Lars Newtbar is every bit of the hype that uh, he had surrounding him when he got called up from the minor leagues, and he's been fun to watch. So I've uh, been keeping a close eye on that as well. Um, and then my lowly Red Sox got absolutely killed last night. So, we're not even going to talk about how bad our pitching is. All right. I don't care to. They still have a winning record. That's how good the AL East is. Red Sox 22 and 20, nine games out of first place. I know, but I, good God, just to watch Corey Kluber just absolutely give up after home run, after home run, after home run to the Cardinals Boston, on Sunday night. Boston has given up more runs than everyone in the National League. But, surely, there are teams worse at giving up runs. Red Sox have given up 225. Royals have given up 237. White Sox, 246. And the Oakland A's have allowed 321 runs this year. That Maybe is, it's a good thing that they're leaving and going to Vegas. 321. So, that's like 200 more runs allowed than the Tampa Bay Rays, basically. Like that is insane. Uh, and that How is why... Bad? They are nine and thirty-four on the year. Ooh. By the way, I was looking at. I wouldn't um, tell anybody I was nine and thirty-four. By the way, I was looking at RPIs earlier. I, I wanted to see who the worst was. It's Alcorn. They're four and thirty-five on the year. How about Dartmouth? Could you imagine being three and thirty-eight on the year and having to go out to the ballpark every day? What, are, what are we doing, guys? Well, I mean, <laughs> three I and played, thirty-eight. They have. They've only played, won a weekend series. That's basically <laughs> what they've done. Hey, look at their schedule. Pretty much. I'm the, I'm the type of person that, you know, I don't like to lose. I'm a competitive person. I don't like to lose. But I remember playing church league softball on a team that didn't win a game the entire year. And I went out and played oh my every single game. I literally would sit in left field picking dandelions because our pitcher, our pitcher was not all that great. We didn't really have a pitcher. So we walked everybody. So I just sat in left field and started picking dandelions. All right, one of Dartmouth's three wins this year was against South Florida, the team East Carolina plays oh, coming no. up this weekend. Are you serious? That was their first win of the year back on March the 14th. They then won their second game of the year. My word. April 29th. And hey, they won their last game 
against Cornell, three to two, back on Sunday. So they are on Stay a, a one-game winning Stay streak. Hot. Stay hot. <laughs> Dartmouth, three and thirty-eight on the year. Uh, I want to play. Where are they now? Where is George Washington in the RPI? Oh, uh, he passed away a long time ago. <laughs> where is George Washington? Wait, who did we play them? What first, to start the year? First weekend of the year. Yeah. Uh, Chandler, I wish you would ask me that during the break. Sorry. Chandler, but I wish you were a little bit taller. Obviously, I have the answer, Chandler. I wish you were a baller, too. You have the you have the answer. You just don't like to say it right away. You don't want to be rude, right? I don't want to be rude. I do want to tell you that Gardner-Webb just beat Duke, and Duke's free fall continues. What? <laughs> that was a weird reaction, Shirley. What? Gardner-Webb knocking off Duke in baseball. Is it Garner Webb? I want to say it was Gardner Webb and State that went at it. They uh Gardner Webb's pitcher, I think, struck out a batter for State and they went they about had a full on brawl. Hey uh Jamie, you're out there. Find me George Washington's RPI because Oh, I found it. Never mind. Two hundred and thirty three hmm. is their RPI. Thank you. You got it. And I think actually it was Gardner Webb in Carolina that almost got into a brawl. Fair enough. A uh, lot of stuff going on. Buccaneer Music Hall Scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Mully Man, Mike Mullis, will join us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. We'll talk Pirates Camels. This star uh, invading Greenville, taking on J.H. Rose tonight, and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. From sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, Greenville Auto World has a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World, across from Speedway at Bell's Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton for his sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Hey, folks, give us a like on facebook and youtube if you're watching we have 17 more viewers than we have likes on youtube i think we can amend that real quick with a simple click of the thumb it's not hard it's not difficult a child could do it a trained monkey could probably do it yeah i mean if you got if you got your child near you have them do it for you. you you can teach your dog to sit and shake you could probably you put a treat up on your mouse Put the mouse over the thumb. Smash the like. Smash the like. Uh, cookie. Come here, Cookie. Cookie. Sally, come here. Is Sally the kid or the dog? The dog. Dog named Sally. Do you have a dog at home? 
used to have a dog named Sally. Used to have a lab named Sally. A lab named Sally. And yes, I do have a dog. What'd she say? A Mustang named Sally. I like it, Shirley. I like it. Lay down, Sally. I don't need to mean What's your dog's name now, Chandler? Uh, Miley. Miley. Uh, Cliff Godwin said yesterday his his motivational song is The Climb by Miley Cyrus. That was interesting. Mike Mullis joins us now on the Pirate Radio Live line. Mully man, how are you? Good, brother. How are you? Doing good. Uh, have you been out to your BP sesh yet? No, I am. Uh, I'm headed that way shortly. Just trying to uh, wrap some things up at the office. Tell us about this uh, this man and uh, this uh, game we're going to see tonight. Walker Jenkins, I believe the name. Uh, South Brunswick taking on Rose, and he is a what uh, top five pick coming up in the MLB draft. Committed to state. Did I get that right? No, committed to Carolina. He, oh, okay. Uh, ranked, uh, yeah, ranked by most as the uh, number one high school player in the country. Uh, out, uh, outfielder, left-handed hitter, uh, you know. But what's going to be really interesting is obviously Rose has two very capable arms, both of which are committed to Carolina. So it, it'll be, uh, it should be a very interesting matchup, and uh, probably refreshing for Walker to. I, I would imagine he would finally get somebody that will pitch to him. Uh, so it'll be uh, should be interesting to see. All right, that's coming up tonight, along with East Carolina and Campbell. A lot of viewing options. We talked about Connor Norby and Norfolk being the minor league free game of the day. Gavin Williams also pitching. So great time of the year, Molly. And it's all unfortunately kind of happening at the same time. So you'll have to pick and choose uh, what you're watching tonight. Uh, Jamie likes to have a Q and A with Molly every time we have him on on uh, YouTube, and he says, "Molly, question." Late in Sunday's game, Mully was not happy with ECU letting them back in the game. Said it's not a, a trait of a deep run team. Uh, what else worries you, Mully, as far as ECU going on a deep run this year? You know, I, that would be the biggest thing to me, uh, honestly. And it was, and you know, and I did say that kind of it kind of jumped out, but it, it was, you know, you see the ball get between uh, uh, Amac and, and Barini there, and Amac kind of flips the glove like, "What are we doing?" and it just looked like it. And you know what? The players, some of the players have alluded to this, uh, primarily most vocally Cunningham, with the fact that, hey, the Pirates have had the tendency to uh, have people, uh, you know, down but not quite finish the job. And, you know, I even made a comment that probably could have been perceived as a, and maybe was, an announcer's jinx. But I was trying to explain the importance of, you know, when you've got, you're up 10, if you could pick up one more to have a little insurance to be up 11 to bring in the run rule just, you know, just to, uh, just so the guys get off their feet a little bit quicker and, and, you know, and, and you don't use any more arms, which, you know, some guys got a chance to pitch that otherwise probably wouldn't have gotten out there. But, um, uh, you know, I, I think that unfortunately, I think the team was thinking a lot about the same things that the fans were thinking. And that was, it looked like the run rule was uh, was inevitable, but you know you got to play to the last, you know, to the whistle blows, and uh, and I, that would be that would be the concern for me is just that mentality, and I think we see sometimes in the at bats that are given away some of it's just that 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 kind of mental edge and that focus that um, you know every moment is is a winnable moment, and, and we've got to you know make every effort to again it's very cliche, but to win the pitch. Windy at bat, filled the ball. You know, all these things have to be done regardless of of the scoreboard. 
Uh, Josh Groves was upset at himself, Molly, when we talked to him yesterday about having a six-run cushion and not being able to kind of go out and and take care of his business. Had four walks uh, in the game on Friday. Now the Pirates win, and, and it's no issue. Kind of a, I don't know, a bit of a what you're talking about there to a lesser degree maybe, but he said himself, you know, whether it's six to nothing or zero to six, whatever, uh, he's got to go out there and do his job and, and not relax up there, basically. Yeah, you know, and it's a hard thing to do. It's the combination of, uh, as a coach, you're telling the guys, don't pay attention to the school board, play, you know, let's win the inning, let's win the pitch, win the at-bat, you know, all those kind of breaking it down in small chunks. But then on the other hand, you're going, hey, you're up six or you're up ten. As a pitching staff, you've got to compete in the zone. You still have to pitch. Those are still college hitters. Uh, swing an aluminum bat, so you you still have to pitch, but you have to be the effort to be perfect has to be a little less, and it's got to be more about let's fill the zone up. We can't, you know, when you're when you're playing with a larger lead like that, the last thing you want to do is allow allow the, the glimpse of hope, and you know, and, and that comes like lead off walks or uh, you know, or, or or guys, you know, opposing hitters working counts back, uh, even to get into deep counts. Uh, when you've got them on the ropes, though, too. So, you know, th- those are the – I mean, it, it is. It's, it's kind of strange, and, and you're almost talking out of both sides of your mouth, saying, you know, saying, hey, don't pay attention to the scoreboard, but but kind of know where you are in the game. Mike Mullis joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Uh, for folks that don't follow it as closely as you, uh, Mully, and, and, and some others, Jamie has a preview for this game. He says, Campbell elite hitting, ECU elite pitching. Comes down to ECU's hitting versus Campbell's pitching. What do you think about that as far as just a, a generalization, a general preview of tonight's game? Um, based off the fact that we've seen a 2-1 score and a 5-6 score, I, I don't know that either one of those scores indicate that, that both teams are consistently elite hitters. I mean, you know, that's not many runs scored in college baseball. I think you see something like a, you know, a, a two-three run game tonight is kind of what I'm thinking. It's very, very difficult for uh, a team, uh, you know, to sweep a team in the in the regular season. Of course, these games have been divided by time, but um, you know, I, man, I, I think um, I, I don't know that I would put hang the title of elite on either program. I think you've got two two programs that are trying to play themselves into an elite position. Uh, going into the postseason, from the standpoint of the possibilities, all these the possibilities of hosting the you know all all these things, and um, so so I think you have two teams that are trying to compete right now, and and we've seen we've seen both teams play really 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 well, and we've seen them play probably not quite as well as you would expect, and you know Campbell coming off of uh, a weekend where they used a bunch of arms and. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't know. I, I know that tonight should be, uh, again, and Cliff says it all the time, and he does a really good job of getting games on the schedule that do create a regional-type atmosphere. But tonight is a situation where both these teams can can definitely affect their destiny. 
Yeah, no doubt. And we're also scoreboard watching, looking at what's going on around us. And Duke's kind of free fall continues. They lose to Gardner-Webb just moments ago, Molly. So they are, were 12th in the RPI going into that game. You got to think they're going to drop some. And East Carolina's going to keep an eye on what's going on with the teams around them. What do you think, Molly? I mean, we, we, we do this every week, but now we have three, four more games to talk about. Pirates go 4-0 and last week. Got Campbell, South Florida on the way before the A tournament what needs to happen here for ecu to to get in that top top 16 in your opinion do you do you think they need to leapfrog houston somehow this weekend or, or can they still get a a hosting spot even if they don't win the regular season in the aac uh two questions two i i think it's one of those deals and again man we're beating the cliche drum but uh, they literally just have to control what they can control they can't do anything about what happens in houston obviously everybody was watching very closely on that Sunday game and, you know, Tulane uh, didn't quite come through and uh, that would have been, very, you know, a, a good thing. Uh, I, I think Cincinnati's capable of, of taking one from Houston, but that none of that matters. East Carolina's got to, uh, w- you know, worry about tonight and then obviously worry about making the trip to South Florida uh, and getting three there. So, I, I mean, and, and in answer to your second question, I mean, there's some of these things, Clip, that, that like it, and it's almost like let's remove the national ranking and, and, and put up there what is really critical, and that is the RPI and strength of schedule. And it is the most BCS like thing that we've ever seen where, you know, people, uh, middle of the pack SEC teams feel like they should host before the second place AAC yeah. team. But, but there's, a, there's a lot more that goes into that sausage than, than just that opinion. So I, I mean, yeah, do I think they could still host? Sure. I, you know, I think, man, the, the, the whole thing's wide open. I think it's getting more interesting. Again, you just said it with, with Duke uh, taking their lumps, you know, to Gardner-Webb. That's not going to do anything for their case. And then they've got uh, Miami this weekend. And, you know, and that, I think Miami's like, like number 10 or 11 in the country. So, I mean, I, I think there's just – we're going into the final weekend with a lot to be decided. Uh, and, and, again, I, I know every Pirate fan wants to see the, the Pirates – host and, and play at Clark Clary, man, that would be awesome. It's always so much fun. But at the same time, we need to recognize the fact that they have played themselves into a position to uh, to definitely make the postseason and, and at that point, anything's possible. So, I uh, I mean, I, I, again, I think I just don't think the tale's told yet, and, and I don't think if, if East Carolina loses this game tonight, I don't think that's the death nail. I, 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 I really don't. Um, but I can tell you to go from a hosting standpoint, I, I think it's, uh, I mean, regardless of what happens tonight, we've got to run the table in South Florida, and it would be absolutely wonderful if Cincinnati would help us out a little bit. Mike Mullis joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Uh, Mully, uh, you on, are you doing plus tonight? No, I'm not. It, okay. It'll be, uh, it'll be uh, PJ and Sonny, and uh, they're fired up for the call. Good deal. Um, good to see you in the press. I didn't. I mean, you're you're big time, and I was on the mic, and I saw you. Didn't even get a chance to talk to you the other day, but it was good to see you up there. No, no we did. I, matter of fact, I didn't even realize you were there until I heard you. You know, with your first announcement, and uh, you know, but yeah, by that time we were all working, and no, I, you know, no, I enjoyed it, and uh, always do, and and uh, no, it'll be uh, should be a great game tonight. Should be, I mean, great baseball in town. I mean, you got little league playing. You've got uh, Obviously, the, the high school playoff games. You've got uh, Green Central and Farmville Central mixing it up tonight. I mean, it's, 
it, there's a lot there's a lot going on uh, for a Tuesday. It kind of makes it feel a little more like it should be Friday. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, last year on Selection Monday, uh, we were at the Town Bank Tower and saw the announcement. And I, I kind of said, "Hey, we should uh, we should jump on Facebook Live and YouTube. Let's see if, let's see if Mully can do something." And uh, you and I came in here, Mully, and did a little um, recap of selection show and, and had a lot of folks chiming in, fired up after East Carolina getting that top eight national seed. And you said, man, we should uh, we should have just done this from the beginning, do a selection show, you know, watch party. And I'm, I'm glad that stuck with me uh, because, uh, Mully, can we confirm that you and I will be here on uh, Selection Monday during the selection show and after the show, recapping it, talking to folks and uh, fielding questions and having a good time here in studio. Are you you down for that? That sounds like a uh, sounds like a good spend on a on a Monday afternoon. It'll be perfect timing. Get done and go home. Cook some hot dogs and hamburgers and traditional uh, Memorial Day fare. Boom. So uh, coming up a couple of weeks on uh, Memorial Day, check us out. We'll be here inside the Pirate Radio studios putting together uh, some giveaways and things like that, too. So we'll make it a fun day here, uh, right here on YouTube, Facebook, and uh, might do it on radio, too. We'll see. We'll see what's going on. But Mully will be with us. All right, Mully, man, got the uh, PGA Championship coming up. HV3 will be playing uh, this weekend in the PGA Championship. And I know I read he uh, had a good weekend on the Live tour so uh thoughts on the pga i know you're going to go with uh the usual suspects but i don't know you got a long shot for me who are you gonna be keeping an eye on this weekend I, you know i don't know and i will tell you man i looked up i, I you might want to confirm hb3 and i think he what he qualified for is the open and the, oh. i said we had the conversation because we were kind of fired up about it and some of the guys said no we looked at the field and didn't see him but uh obviously you know you got to go with you know, Scotty Scheffler in the in the norms. Uh, Sleeper wise, man, I really don't have one that I feel great about. It, it'll be a fun tournament, a historic golf course, and uh, you know. But I, but again, I'm not a hundred percent positive that HB three's in this field. I think he might be. Uh, I think you might be looking at something for the Open. Well, I'm a hundred percent positive that he's in. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I hope you're right. I've not looked it up. It was just it came up in conversation, and I had three or four guys going, "No, he's not playing." And I said, "Well, when I talk to Clip, I'll bring it up to him." And now go back to him and say, "You guys uh, have no clue, zero clue, what you're talking about." I'll say, Don't ever question my man. Yep, thank you, Mully. All right, Mike Mullis joining us here, Pirate Radio Live Line. Mully enjoyed the chat. We'll enjoy some good baseball at a lot of different levels today, and uh, catch up with you again next week, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to next Tuesday. We should the picture should be a little more clear, and I hope we've got a, a lot of exciting things to talk about. And really, you know, going into conference tournament weekend, and then obviously so, the selection show. So, uh, yeah, everybody enjoy it. No doubt. And uh, next Tuesday could be a uh, we we have conference tournament games next Tuesday, Molly. I believe we do. I need to look up that schedule. I'll look that up right now. But we might have a game or two, actually. So we'll uh, keep an eye on that. See you, Molly. Thanks, man. Okay, buddy. Y'all take care. Later on, there is Mike Mullis joining us here on the Pirate Radio Live Line. All right. Let's see what we got here for the American Athletic Conference Baseball Tournament. want to say it begins on Tuesday. And I'm going to look that up right now. Brian Bailey will be live 
Monday on the Brian Bailey Show from Clearwater. And then Tuesday, looks like East Carolina Chandler is going to be the one or the two seed. Fair? I think that's fair. Fair to say. The one seed. So here's the schedule. All times East. Man, they keep going at 9 a.m. Mm. Good God Almighty. They're not going to be playing on that little league field like they did a few years ago. I reckon not. I guess they're all on the big field, which is why they're starting at 9 a.m. Game two will be 47 minutes after game one. So let's say East Carolina does leapfrog Houston and finishes first. The Pirates will play next Tuesday at, we'll call it, 1245, 1 o'clock. Let's say they don't and stay in second place. We got ourselves a watch along, Chandler, 4 o'clock. All right, right in the right, middle of our show. Right when Mully comes on. Be watching uh, Pirate Baseball. If somehow they slip down to third, uh, East Carolina would be playing at night. So around 7.15ish or whatever, uh, 7.45. So there is the schedule. There will indeed be some baseball next Tuesday. And then the losers will play on Wednesday. Winners advancing to Thursday. And the rest of the schedule looks like uh, Friday. And then Saturday, you've got... Uh, Let's see, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday championship coming up on Sunday at noon on ESPN News. ESPN News. We got the news. Not the one or the deuce, the news. So there you go. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Aaron Fitt will join us. Mully is a pretty unbiased guy. And a pretty guy. But a pretty unbiased guy. But we talked to a lot of people with an East Carolina bias. So I'm interested to see what Aaron Fitt has to say. Who is not biased. Yeah, regarding the Pirates postseason, hosting chances, things like that. We'll dive into that when we return Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after these words. With the light in your hands are shaking You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business organization or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at university sportswear enc.com the official sportswear provider of pirate radio now let's head back in to prl here's clip back with you pirate radio live our buddy bryce williams will join us coming up in hour number three pirate radio outdoors i'm uh putting together a little quiz so chan man's gonna head out to the ballpark so we'll have shirley and bryce here to play a game in uh hour number three and uh, we will talk to Bryce coming up later on in the show, but we will keep the baseball talk rolling as the Pirates and Camels are uh, going to throw out the first pitch. The Pirates will about an hour and a half from now. And Aaron Fitt joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line from D1 Baseball. And busy time of the year. Uh, Aaron and D1's time to shine. I know a lot going on right now. Uh, Aaron, how you doing, man? 
Oh, yeah, it's crunch time for us, Clip. No doubt about it. Crunch time for the Pirates as well, as they have won seven in a row, trying to get back into that top 16, whether it be rankings, RPI. I'll say this, Aaron, and you know how fans are, and East Carolina fans you know, expect excellence from Cliff Godwin and this team, and when they don't get that, uh, they kind of start to question things. I think the poll, and the D1 poll, uh, and, you know, other polls have been kinder than, than Pirate fans uh, have to ECU this year. And uh, and I think some of that is just the respect given to the program overall, but also the schedule, who they've played, who they've beaten. And uh, I don't know, what's your overall take on 2023 ECU baseball as we sit here right now? Yeah, I mean, you know, they've really only had two bad weekends is, is the thing. And, and so, um, you know, we've played 13 weekends and they've won 11 of their 13. I mean, it's a pretty good year, you know? I mean, I, I just... I don't think there's any any cause for for overreaction. If you start to string together a bunch of losses, that's one thing. They they had kind of two little hiccups there, uh, where they had the one and three week with, with Houston, and then the loss to Wilmington, and then they had that uh, what four straight losses there to, to Wichita State and NC State. And other than that, I mean, they, they've had a, they've had a pretty consistent season. You know, I mean, um, I, I know like you said, fans expect excellence, but I mean, I think this, it's been maybe not quite as excellent as last year, but it's been a, it's been a very good year. Yeah, closing in on that uh, 40 magic number, as is tonight's opponent, Campbell. Campbell uh, sitting right now 14th in the poll, 22nd in the RPI, East Carolina 19 in the RPI, 15 in the D1 baseball poll. So, Aaron, I guess on the bubble when it comes to hosting, what what does East Carolina need to do from here on out with Campbell, South Florida, and the American Tournament to, to get a spot there in the top 16 and host a game, uh, host a regional at Clark or Claire? Yeah, I think the number one uh, imperative here is, is to win the regular season championship in the American. And right now they're, I guess, a half game behind Houston. Yeah. Um, you know, you, like you said, you got South Florida coming up. It's a sweepable series, but Houston's also playing really well, and they've got Cincinnati at home, which is also a sweepable series. So really, Houston kind of controls their, their destiny in this thing. And um, I, I do think that you know the American is, is not not great this year, and so if they don't managed to, to win that regular season title and have that, that that they can put on their mantle, I think it'll be hard for them probably to host, even if it's only a half game back. Aaron Fitt joining us. Aaron, when you put out your regional projections, how much of that is total guessing? How much of that is kind of insight on on what what the committee may do as far as having a team host, having a number two here and there? Uh, you know, How much of that is guesswork? How much of that is educated guesses for you guys? Well, I mean, you know, the, between the three of us, Mark Etheridge and Kendall Rogers and myself, I think we've been we've been doing it for a combined sixty years or something. <laughs> so, uh, it, I, I would like to think it's pretty educated when it comes to how how we we do this. So we know how the committees work. Um, we know how to construct a field, and and so, but yeah, I mean, it's not like we're talking to people on the committee necessarily and, and saying, oh, this is what they're leaning toward. Yeah. Uh, but it's like we we just we know how the process works, and and so like there's there's a lot of historical precedents here. If you're East Carolina and you're in a, a middle tiered conference. Um, you know, if you've got a good RPI inside the top 16 and you win your league, you got a pretty good chance to host. Uh, if you're around 20 and you don't win your league, you're probably not going to. And if East Carolina does not host and is a two, should be a pretty high two, Aaron. Where, you know, what are the, the teams right now you're looking at that could potentially be a one where East Carolina could land a two? Who are some of those teams that stand out? Yeah, I think ultimately they'll probably wind up at one of these ACC teams. I mean, uh, whether Duke winds up hosting, which it looks like, you know, a week ago we thought Duke was a slam dunk to host. We had him in the top eight, and then they kind of unexpectedly stubbed their toe, lost that home series to, to Georgia Tech. 
they're maybe now fighting for their spot in the top 16. Uh, but they got a decent chance to host, and Wake Forest certainly is going to host. Um, but, I mean, you're going to have enough ACC hosts. Virginia will probably host, and you've got Clemson. Um, and you can't send other ACC teams to those spots, obviously. Yeah. So, like, North Carolina, you know, they got to get sent somewhere else. Um, you need to fill out those ACC home sites with with. You know, the Campbells and the East Carolinas and the Wilmingtons, those kind of teams. And so my guess would be probably one of those one of those spots, a Duke, a Wake Forest, a Virginia, maybe a Clemson, maybe even like South Carolina could happen. But um, And if Coastal hosts, that's another option. But I, I suspect more likely you'd see an ACC or SEC number two seed down at Coastal. Aaron Fitt joining us. Generally speaking, college baseball powers reside uh, in the south and, and east of the Mississippi. So how about uh, as far as, you know, west of the Mississippi this year, Aaron, how many uh, hosts do you think we'll have in the regionals, west coast and, and out west? Not many. Yeah. Stanford, for sure. I think Oregon State probably has done enough to get itself there too. They finished strong. Um, I think they're 18 and 12 in the pack, and they're, they're done now with conference play. Now the RPI isn't really where you, you'd like to see it for a host. They're in the 20s, I think around 27. Uh, but for the West, you know, those West teams get a little bit more leeway with the RPI as, as they should. It's just the, the way the system works. It's harder for those teams, frankly, to to rack up those gaudy RPIs. And so we've seen it plenty of times where you know a team in the West in the in the you know around 30 even. They have a really strong year in conference can can get a host, um, but uh, they need a second one out west, and I think Oregon State's the only real candidate. So I suspect that it'll be Stanford and the Beavers. Aaron Fitt joining us, D one baseball, and Aaron uh, kind of sidetracking here. A big story in the sports world, the gambling world. What's going on right now at Alabama and their coach out there, Aaron? And uh, I don't know how. How rare is this? We don't hear about it a lot. Uh, gambling on college baseball, it, it, involving the team, involving personnel on the team. Uh, this uh, this one kind of came out of left field and, and is a pretty big story here. And, and now you're you're. I guess the next question is, you know, how is this going on elsewhere? Is this a kind of a one off? What's your take on all that going on down there in uh, Tuscaloosa? Yeah, it sure did come out of left field, especially anyone who knows Brad Bohannon. Um, I think all of us were, were shocked because. You know, this is the guy. It's not like it's it's Pete Rose, where everyone kind of knew this guy was right. sketchy, right? Like, it's not he was he wasn't some well known scumbag. I mean, he was very very well liked. He had a reputation as one of of one of college baseball's good guys. As much as that might be hard to believe right now, yeah. um, that was his reputation for decades. You know, for twenty years, and 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 this one kind of hit us all pretty hard. Like, wow, you know, I mean, it's hard to really know somebody, but obviously, it it sounds like you know he had a gambling issue and got in over his head and. Uh, uh, it's it again. That sounds like a one-off. It's not like yeah. some kind of uh, rampant gambling issue. I think in college baseball. Well, Cliff Godwin's name comes up every year in coaching searches when there's uh, big-time jobs open. Uh, Aaron, so what what do you think it's going to look like this year as far as openings? Any any big openings to keep an eye on for Pirate fans to hope uh, you know that Cliff doesn't go uh, elsewhere and stays here in Greenville. Yeah, I mean there'll be probably a few openings in the SEC this year. Um, Obviously, Alabama being being one that's already open at the moment. They've got an interim coach, and, and right now they're playing well, and so maybe they'll just promote their, their interim coach, Jason Jackson, to that job. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple more that you could see in the SEC. I don't know if there's going to be as high-profile a job uh, as it would take to, to lure Cliff Godwin, especially since he's, he's said no to he said no to Alabama before, you know, as I understand it. Um, and so I, I just think he's so determined to get East Carolina to Omaha, and it feels like, it feels like there's no way he's going to leave until he does it. 
you know, yeah. and, and uh, we'll see if, you know, eventually if, if, if they don't get there, you know, he keeps on getting close, you know, maybe eventually you just take the money and go, but uh, he, he's well taken care of at East Carolina. He's loved, he loves it there. He, he values that place so much. I, I just have a hard time envisioning him leaving until they, they get that job done. Aaron Fitt joining us, Aaron, in our past discussions and past history. It sounds like you don't want to be the number one team heading into regionals and NCAA tournament play. Uh, so with that being said, what about this year? Is there a a clear number one, or are we looking at a wide-open uh, tournament this year? What do you think? Yeah, Wake Forest is the best team in the country, you know, and I, I think it's it's fairly clear at this point. I mean, they're – their pitching is just so much better than everybody else. It, it's kind of nuts. And the fact that they they lead the, the country in ERA in, in that bandbox of a ballpark they play in is, is, is <laughs> absurd. It's one of the most incredible things, um, you know. And, and they've won every single weekend. They've dominated their league. They're twenty and six in the ACC. Um, I mean, they don't really have a discernible weakness. They've, they've LSU had been the team that was number one in the rankings for the first eleven weeks, but it kind of felt like they were just kind of holding it together because they, they can out talent some teams. Uh, but their pitching was always had become a real question mark. You know, they've really got one one pitcher that they can trust. LSU, Wake Forest. I mean, they've got three guys in their rotation that were among our our list of the top five starting pitchers in college baseball last week. You know, I mean, it's it's crazy. So they're the team now. As far as being the number one overall seed, that team, as we've talked about, hasn't won at all since 1999, the first year of the 64 team era. But I don't think that's causation necessarily. I just think it's. Uh, one of those things you just you have to be the hottest team in order to win it all it just doesn't matter if you're the best team if you're not the hottest team and so just a matter of having all the stars aligned at the right time Aaron uh, the transfer portal uh, certainly a, a topic we talk about a lot in basketball football and, and baseball as well are there any teams uh, in your that you can think of that have benefited from that and and kind of build a team maybe overnight this year you know how's the portal going with college baseball and what teams if any have really taken advantage of that anybody come to mind for you well certainly lsu is kind of the 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 model this year the super team you know they went out and got paul Skeens from air force who's you know, maybe the best pitcher we've seen in college baseball since Steven Strasburg. Hmm. Um, that was a, was a pretty good get. You know, you get Tommy White from NC State, of course, you know, um, a, a premium slugger. And they got other guys, but those two in particular really stand out. And yeah, they're, you know, South Carolina did well in the portal, um, kind of beef up their lineup to go along with their strong pitching that they had. And that's really contributed to the uh, that kind of bounce back year that they that they put together. You know, Arkansas got some good guys. And those, those SEC teams typically do pretty well in the portal, and, and that's um, you know that that is I think contributed to that league's continuing success year over year over year. Whereas out west, it feels like you know those teams in the Pac-12 they're not really doing as good a job in the portal. In fact, they're losing some some cases some of their high profile guys like UCLA did last year. Um, and so that'll be something to watch, is, is especially in the NIL era. Can, can the West compete with the ACC and the SEC um, in, in the portal? And we'll find out over the years to come. Aaron Fitt, D1 Baseball, joining us on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Got the Pirates and Camels going at it tonight at 6 o'clock. Aaron, uh, as far as D1 Baseball, so you've got your regular season wrapping up this week, the conference tournaments, and then we'll learn about uh, where teams are going in the regionals. So I know you guys have it cranked up at D1 Baseball. What in particular uh, can we look forward to seeing there on the website podcast wise what all do you have going on yeah we've got our, our of course our weekly nerd cast where we put together our field of 64 and you can listen to us debate all those things conference <laughs> by conference uh for the for the real diehards you know that's for you guys uh we we've got uh conference tournament pre 
you know, coverage. Uh, we got all, all kinds of guys on site next week for that. And of course, for regionals, we'll have people all over the place. Um, podcasts, you know, scores, everything you need to follow the game at D1Baseball.com. Aaron, always appreciate your time. Thanks for talking some college baseball with us, man. Keep up the great work at D1, and we'll talk to you again down the road. All right, appreciate it. Aaron Fit, D1 Baseball, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. And um, Aaron Fit, D1 Baseball, not the gospel, but they are certainly checked in on what's going on. And I don't know, it didn't sound <laughs> too optimistic about East Carolina being a host at this point. He says, and I've been asking this question the last week or so to all our guests, do the Pirates need to win the AAC regular season? to host and he said that that uh might need to be done for east carolina the committee will look down on a a team that did not win the american as a host this year as a top 16 so that's uh according to him that can still obviously be done pirates need to win more games than houston does this weekend uh, can't win the same amount got to win one more and they will be regular season champions in the american heading into the conference tournament my uh non-expert opinion is if east carolina runs the table that includes a win tonight three against south florida and then you win four at the aac tournament yeah they're hosting that's my opinion even if houston wins all the games this week because that would put them at they won seven in a row now tonight would be eight that'd be 11 15 straight to end the season and of course it matters what goes on around you but these sec teams and and jamie you just i agree still matters what everyone else does it certainly does because if you look at rpis right now you've got i won't name the schools i'll just name the conferences real quick sec acc sec 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 acc acc sunbelt with coastal carolina and then SEC, ACC, uh, Missouri Valley with Indiana State, ACC, Pac-12, Conference USA, Big 12, ACC, and then you get to East Carolina, and right after East Carolina, SEC, Auburn. So you've got all of those uh, teams in the ACC and, and namely the SEC who are going to play each other in conference tournament games. Losses won't matter as much because you are playing such a high rpi opponent so like the duke thing is good duke uh, continuing to lose and they lost again today to gardner webb you're going to need some of those uh teams to maybe go on slides lose a lot of games in a row because if they lose just one here or there it's just not going to affect them that much because of the uh the teams they're playing obviously all right um on let's see we had a stat from johnny johnny robertson aka johnny stats the stats to consider sorry don't like the name johnny um jacob jenkins coward has been playing well with some timely hits however he had eight home runs in his 120 pre-injury at bats since returning he has one home run in 53 at bats any thoughts yeah johnny i think he's hit enough home runs he needs to hit more uh, interesting stat. Since returning from injury, just one stat, uh, one home run for JJC. Um, Bob says, with Duke losing today, ECU's RPI is now 18, a move up from 19. 
So there you go. It can fluctuate when you uh, don't play games, uh, which is the case for East Carolina, according to Bob, who uh, moves up one spot, and the Pirates can move up even more when they win this evening against Campbell. Johnny also brought this up. He said UConn canceled a game against Rhode Island. Rhode Island 192 in the uh, RPI. He says we all know why they did that, and he said this should not be allowed to happen. Uh, I agree in principle that it's it's cowardly, first of all. Um, as far as legalities, so what do you do, Johnny? Do you say if you are the team that chooses to get out of the game, you take an L, you take a loss in that game, you forfeit? Maybe so. That would definitely keep teams from canceling low RPI games. Could you mandate that? Could you do that? I don't know, but uh, it would certainly be a deterrent for teams uh, doing that. All right, let's take a, uh, a break. We will wrap up Hour 2 of PRL. Chan Man is out to Clark LeClaire Stadium. So uh, Shirley and I, the rest of the way, Bryce Williams will join us in Hour 3. And your thoughts, comments. What do you make of Aaron Fitz's comments? What do you think the Pirates need to do? to put themselves in a position to be a top 16 let us know facebook youtube twitter we'll be back with you on pirate radio live after this listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your business needs let university pc care take care of it so you can take care of business visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. You can join the over 63,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, wrapping up hour number two. Shirley, if you can cue up Bailey's show at 45.15, I want to play a little Joe West from yesterday. All right. Give me a second. Um, I asked folks what East Carolina needs to do to finish top 16, host a regional. Tyler says win. Todd says need to win out. Says we need Cincinnati to win a few. Uh, Jamie says he does indeed think Cincinnati wins one. They're playing decent, just not against us. And uh, Kenny says just win, baby. It does feel like East Carolina controls uh, their narrative as far as if they win, they can finish top 16. It would obviously be uh, helpful if Cincinnati could win one and the Pirates win three this weekend and East Carolina gets that regular season championship to put on the resume along with hopefully a conference championship. But I thought about this too. Could you imagine if East Carolina does win out and finishes the season with 15 straight wins? and ends up a two seed can you imagine the size of the chip on the shoulder of cliff godwin heading into wherever as a two seed and the speeches he can give and the bulletin they don't believe in us and they 
They don't believe we're a one seed. They don't think we're a good team. We're going to hear that all week, and he's going to be telling his players and how fired up they would be for a regional on the road. Like I, even uh, even if that if that's the scenario, I like the Pirates' chances uh, there just because of the the emotion they'd be playing with at that point. But uh, yeah, Pirates win. They. Uh, I think they'll be i think they'll be all right but again we're talking about winning a whole lot of games in a row i, I, I still think they can slip up here and like lose one in the conference tournament still win the tournament something like that but uh it is fascinating it's awesome to be in this position i'll say that like it's the pirates have put themselves in a position to to be there at the end to have a home game to have multiple home games in postseason baseball and now they just got to take care of it and uh, a huge one tonight against the Campbell Fighting Camels. You said forty-five right. fifteen. Yep. Okay, I got it. We'll wrap up the hour with a little Joe West from yesterday. He told a ton of great stories. If you're a baseball fan, make sure you uh, go give it a listen. The Brian Bailey Show from Monday. As a sports and comedy fan, I was interested in the Naked Gun talk, and uh, Joe West told that story with Bailey yesterday on our Monday on the show. You're listening. Whoops whoops sorry that that was the wrong one look i have four mice over here you need a mousetrap yeah all right here we go what i have to do he said well it's three weeks work and so and so and he said i got a wife and kids i'm not coming to to los angeles for three weeks and so he said well call joe west he's not he's not married call him (laughs) (laughs) so they called me and uh and i said uh, how much and they said a thousand dollars a thousand a week. Now this is the middle eighties. Yeah. And I said, uh, plus expenses. And they said, Oh no, no, it's a day actor. So they, that's why they wanted wire because he lived there. Right. And I said, I can't come to LA for a thousand a week. I said, it's, I lose money. And, uh, so I hung up and about 30 minutes later, they called back and said, we'll give you 3000 a week. So I said, okay, <laughs> so they, they tripled what I was going to get. Well, not knowing anything about the Screen Actors Guild or any of this stuff, because I had a speaking part, they had to pay you residuals. So I think I got a little bit over $9,000 to shoot this because I was there just a day or two more than three weeks. But my residual payments... Since, since the middle eighties have been almost a quarter of a million dollars. You're kidding me. Yeah. I, I still get checks every quarter. <laughs> Good gosh. Uh, <laughs> you, know, a- base, you see it on the baseball network and I just say, Oh, this is great. I get another check, you know, that's but, uh, yeah. But when, um, and you got to remember, uh, this is one of the movies that OJ Simpson was in. That's right. Yes, he was. And, and when OJ's trial came out, this movie was being shown on all kinds of networks, HBO, all kinds of stuff. And so I was getting more money while that trial was going on than I got paid to shoot the movie. So it was, it's amazing. And you know who else was in that movie? It was Reggie Jackson. And Reggie was there one day. And he got 80, I think 80,000 for that one day. <laughs> Man. So, so if I've made a quarter of a million... He's made ten times that. <laughs> That's the truth. Who would have thought that that just for that you can make that much money on residuals for that? Well, yeah, but see, they put it together so well that that uh, 
the actors who have the speaking parts and are shown in a full feature, they they have to get paid for their likeness. And it's it's all governed under what's called the Lanham Act. And for years, I tried to get baseball to do that when they'd show a replay of a ball game. And I wasn't looking for anything like this amount of money, but when the Phillies, when you, when you leave the ballpark in Philadelphia and you go back to your hotel and you're getting ready for bed, you turn on the TV, the Phillies are rebroadcasting the game. And I always felt, that, especially as the union president, if they're showing your likeness again, they need to pay you for it again for the same reason that the Screen Actors Guild makes sure that the actors get paid. Now, granted, I think the players should get paid more money than the umpires in it, but they should get something. And it took us, well, I was, I think it was the last two years I worked, uh, we finally got some licensing money for it. And it wasn't anywhere near, like I said, what this kind of money was. But they got a, a stipend from the licensing and the use of the, the umpire's uh, likeness when they redid stuff. And, and so we were successful. It just took us a few years to get it. <laughs> Joe West there. There's money out there, folks. You just got to find it. And uh, he certainly found it by saying one line in a movie in 1988 that he is still getting checks for and redbeard last night uh put a <laughs> responded to one of my tweets and said joe west is about to get paid again because mlb network is showing naked gun uh two times coming up this week shirley so you know what that means cha-ching for joe west i mean you as as someone who has always wanted to be in a movie the very fact that you were out there for three weeks, you get paid nine grand, and then over the course of however many years, you make a quarter of a million dollars <laughs> and off counting. of one line in a movie that probably took less than 30 seconds in the grand scheme of things yeah. in terms of the entire movie quarter of a million dollars it's hard to even it, it's just think. It, i mean because you could literally take all those residual te- uh, checks stick them in the bank in a savings account you could retire off of that money alone yeah forget all the umpiring jobs he's done over the years i mean that's almost the residuals yeah, from that too but, that's almost rumored nashad strother money he's making there oh. <laughs> now i will say he had some great stories and if you uh, oh, yeah. get a chance to go back and listen to it we have it archived on youtube and on facebook uh he told a lot of great stories there was one i really wanted to ask him i wasn't here uh during the show and i had mentioned it to to bailey prior to uh him talking to uh joe west but um of course he is a country music singer and has performed at the world famous bobby mackey's and uh this is where you know how you were talking about how your worlds kind of intersect there because you love baseball but you also love the naked gun movies i do too i love leslie nielsen but this is where my worlds intersect because I, I am a huge fan of paranormal television shows, and Bobby Mackey's is notoriously haunted. And I wanted to ask him about that, because Bobby Mackey's uh, not only is a country music venue, but he also holds ghost hunts 
throughout the year. Right, you should have told people, me to pass that along. I would have asked if well, seen I had any mentioned ghosts. It, well, I mentioned it to the host, and uh, the host just kind of failed to ask. So I, you know, but that was kind of my niche when I heard that when I was doing some research on some of his music and I saw that he had performed it by Bobby Mackey's and I was like oh this place is haunted I know that well Joe West likes to tell stories and I'm sure everything he said was true but he could probably spin a tale and I bet if Bailey asked him he would have said yeah I saw four ghosts last time I played there they were <laughs> dancing during my set I saw him right there I, I could see him just telling a story one of the, about one it. of the more famous ones is um supposedly Johanna so if you if you know the legend of Johanna uh in connection to Bobby Mackey's then you know look it up google it google it up Bryce just opened that door and that door shut uh-huh the ghost said going on here the ghost said peace Bryce is in the house Jamie's asking all the right questions does OJ get residual still and who does it go to the Goldmans I don't know Jamie I haven't seen the legal documents but it is a very good question it is <laughs> I don't I, have I would the Im- answer I would that. imagine if Joe gets the res- residuals I'm imagining that OJ does too yeah um, Tyler says blame Bailey just like his ex-wife apparently that is a reference to uh, the video Bailey and I made <laughs> where uh, he got thrown out by his ex-wife, apparently. Bryce I'm Williams not going there. is What's here. Up? I tell you, I'm here. He is here and ready to roll. We will talk about portal decommitments, NIL money. Mm. Bryce, uh, Bryce is missing out on a lot of money. You were born a little too soon, Bryce Dang. Williams stinks we'll talk about that when we return and more you got a question for bryce uh, you can get that in on facebook youtube and twitter hour number three on the way after this i want to be just like the king take my picture by the pool i am still living with your ghost Lonely and dreaming of the West Coast. I don't want to be your... You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you ready and pre-approved if the home you want to purchase comes for sale today? Integrity Home Mortgage offers a wide variety of programs ranging from conventional, government, and portfolio loans, plus construction and lot loans. The Integrity Home Mortgage team of Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve. Call them today at 252-714-2076. Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Welcome back in Pirate Radio Live. We have been talking a lot of baseball the first two hours of today's show. East Carolina and Campbell tonight, six o'clock, big one at Clark LeClaire Stadium. A battle of two top 15 teams in the D1 baseball poll going at it tonight. Should be a good one. We'll have a lineup here shortly and we'll get that out to you. Um, but joining us now, right to my left, a mere inches away from me, mm. former ECU tight end. 
Bryce Williams. Baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new man. Yes, sir. Brooks and Don. They still getting it done in 2023? I think so. Probably so. I reckon. Oh, man. I reckon. Good stuff. Bryce, good to see you. Good to see y'all. Eric says, dang. Mm-hmm. It's about right. <laughs> it said it all. Mm, right Enough said. Exactly. Let's end the show. <laughs> uh, we got questions coming in. I'm going to save the fishing questions uh, and hunting stuff. Uh-huh. I do have a football question uh-huh. I'll get to uh, from Jamie. He says, does Bryce have any of his football cards? And Jamie says, I have a couple, I think. Mm, you got any cards? You know, Maybe I your parents? don't or think I've got, like, the ones that I signed and stuff. I think I have some, like, of the Senior Bowl card things. But I don't think I have any of those. Uh, I forgot what the brand of them are. I don't think I have any of them, though. Well, let's take a look at what a Bryce Williams card's going for these uh, days on Amazon. Dang! <laughs> Boy, y'all better daggum pull out a loan. <laughs> Three smackers. Three dollars. From the autograph warehouse. Now, this is doesn't seem to be autographed. It is a Leaf draft card. Bryce with a very... It's a cool picture. Very focused look as he's oh, running yeah. down the field in those sweet black uniforms. Mm-hmm. And look, do you notice anything about the uniform? eyeball the chest and the helmet oh they took away the logos uh-huh so no way <laughs> no ecu yeah. on the logo so this will cost you three dollars and 3.99 delivery we're going to count that in bryce so uh-huh. we're going to give you a good 6.99 there we go and then there's that. there should be some like holographics or something good images or something what do you mean like go to your the google images there's like different there was like different uh types like holographic and like all these. Oh, here's an autograph. Ooh, twenty one ninety nine yeah. for that one. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty one. How many of these bad boys do you think you signed, Bryce? I think I we had a lot on eBay I think it was too. A thousand. Man, did you do it all at one time? I spaced it. I was yeah. well. I was training in. Uh, so all that is actual signatures. They're all different. <laughs> yeah. Individually signed. I mean, yeah. And. Um, yeah, I did it when I was training in Nashville. They sent it to me. So, of course, we had some downtime after you get done and just try to hammer them out. And, Man, uh, I kind of want one of these now. Five bucks, you can get an autograph one. Five yeah. bucks, five bucks. Okay. Which well, that one has my East Carolina. So, the the ones I signed, the brand I signed was, uh, did it start with a P? Panini? I think. That's a, I know that's a brand of a yeah, car. Yeah, I think it was Panini. Yeah. Is the ones I is the one I signed. Wait, so are you saying these? Yeah, okay, Panini contenders. Mm-hmm. So that's legit. Yeah. So what about this uh, this Leaf one here? Did you sign that? Uh, no, none of them will have that. They're all. I'm pretty sure all of them are my action photos. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So some people are trying to scam. Ooh, we need. You know what we need to do? A pirate radio undercover. Uh-huh. Where we find this seller, exactly. act like we want to buy it, but really uh-huh. we're putting the sting yeah, they, on. Yeah, I don't think they would have put that in that, you know, in a playing car. Me running down the, that was when I got was testing for my concussion at um, <laughs> SMU. Really? Yeah. You remember that? They said jog the sideline, make sure you ain't concussed. Remember the one I got the PI on? 
What a test, huh? Did you pass your test? I was good. I went right back out there, which I was fine on that one. There's been worse, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that's interesting. This is targeting call. You can get you some uh, some Bryce Williams cards mm-hmm. if you're out there. Yeah, for you. All right, uh, Jamie says he'll send you a card or two if you want, if you're interested. Uh, sure. Now, you know what? That'd be a cool little just hold on to. You know? uh, Jamie, if you really want to do that, send it to uh, 525 Evan Street, Greenville. And um, if you send two, wait, I guess they're already autographed. I was going to say Bryce will autograph one and we'll send it back to you. Yeah, they're already autographed. But they're already autographed. But Pat Raider can have one. How about Jamie? I'll autograph Bryce's card. Yeah, and send, uh, send it back. And send it back to you. How about that? All right, interesting stuff. You got a question for Bryce? You can get that in. Bryce, there is so Nashad Strother, East Carolina. Was he on an All Conference team last year? I don't remember if he was or not. I'm not sure. But he transferred, entered the portal, and will be going to Oregon. Oh, there is a. I've seen this number floated around on mess, and and probably you know one person could have started this rumor, and one another person hears it, and the same number keeps being passed around. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say the number, but it, it was put into our Facebook live chat. How much nil money Nashad Strother is going to make at Oregon? Oh God, problem. Do you want to see this? Do you yeah, want to see this let's number? Just, let's just see. Look at this number. That, that that's the number. Jeez. That's the number. That's ass. That's in, that's insane. That's hard to wrap your brain around. That's insane. Three hundred. That's real. That's insane. It is insane. Who and and hey, that's if, a ro- that's, that's if, rookie contract. If they're passing NFL. out money, I, I'll say it again. You would take it. You don't ask questions. You take it. But who's putting up this money for an interior right. lineman right like, who hasn't done anything yet i i just i can't understand it i, I don't but 300k if that's real again i don't know if that is factual or not but that mm. is the the number floating Make around sure he saves enough for taxes yeah well, he's gonna he's gonna be doing plenty yeah. fine though that's yeah. that is that is that's crazy dang that's crazy that's a dang shirley <laughs> that's a dang that's a big dang dang there we go yeah all right so uh yeah bryce like you don't hate the player hate the game i guess right I, yeah yeah i mean but, i ain't more power to him i'd be great i don't i don't even know what you do with that amount in college like what i know well yeah you i mean what i get well i guess what you would do hopefully you would get guidance i'm sure, sure. You on saving because right then and there bam house down payment on a house or buy a house i was gonna say yeah if you don't have a good like family structure or people around you or anybody helping you out you're gonna be the most popular guy on campus but you're gonna be broken you know in trouble the next year so Mm -hmm. that is nuts though buck has a dang song i need to figure it out but it was something about you know being like the friends thing when you get money or something when you have money it's friends well then when you lose it all you kind of lose those friends mm-hmm. i'll have to pull it up maybe on the break that's why i have so many friends bryce because i don't have any money and those are the true friends <laughs> i guess the, fans, so. the friends that matter yep that's right 
Uh, I'm just testing to see who my real friends are. That's why I haven't made any money in my life. Uh, Bryce, what's it like being a celebrity and being recognized? And, oh, my God. Pictures, autographs. The guy just wants to get some lunch, and people are bothering him. You know, well, it hasn't happened in many, many years. So, I mean, it was neat. The guy, the guy was cool. So, today you were recognized. I was recognized. I'm going to give a shout-out. I don't know his last name, but he works at Chick-fil-A in Wilming, Wrightsville Beach. Was it in Wrightsville? And uh, named Jody, he was a good guy. He reckon, you know, recognized me, took a picture, and very appreciative. Said my parents listened to the pot, you know, to pot radio, and I didn't get the parents' names. So Jody's parents, if you're listening, your son is a good gentleman. Yeah, it was a pleasure to meet. And uh, gotcha, snapped you a photo in the uh, yeah. in the drive-through line, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then I hate to be a topper. I, but you know, I know. Like, years, years. But Troy's not around anymore, so somebody's got to be, be the story topper. topper. Yeah, I was at, believe it or not, Chick Fil A in Winterville, and I guess I'm wearing a, a a lid or a shirt with Pirate Radio on it, and I say my name, and the girl says, "Are you the guy that does the Pirate Radio?" I'm pretty sure that word <laughs> for word is how it was said. Bashfully, I it's said, like, you know, I mean, I, I, yeah, been known to host a show or two. Right? <laughs> I said, yeah, and she said, my boyfriend is going to be so jealous that I got to meet you. <laughs> I'm like, well, God, he's a loser and has no life. And I didn't say that. Um, she said, I would take a picture and show him, but they won't let me have my phone out here. Well, okay. Chick Fil A employee, yeah, whoa, yeah, yeah, my employee, my employee, that's weird, yeah. Right there in the drive-thru. Man. Trying to put in my number one with a T and my number three eight-count meal. Number three. What's number three? Number three eight-count uh, nuggets. Oh, okay. I got the spicy deluxe. That's I for the wife. two of those today. Yeah. It's hungry. Something two two sandwiches or two meals? You getting the fries? I had the sandwich and the fries and then another sandwich. Yeah. Okay. I was hungry. You got to get you two. And you're on the road. You got to get you some road fries or a road sandwich. Oh, man. Yeah. I'll, exactly. You ever uh, do I, that said, I actually said that. I ate my first meal and I was like, I'm going to get a road snack. <laughs> well, then I ended up getting it and just eating it there. Um, and it was delicious. I like doing the Chick-fil-A sauce and the fries. Mm-hmm. That's my kind of mm-hmm. And it's gone in like, I bet it's gone in less than four minutes if i pick up chick-fil-a and i have to get the whole fam something mm. so we've got multiple fry boxes uh, in there and i make sure to pick a little out <laughs> of each and then you have to like assemble it so it yeah. looks like there's a lot of fries uh-huh. in there like i didn't take any what are you talking about ruffle it up a little bit <laughs> yeah. kind of stand stand them all up straight yeah. so they're coming out. <laughs> and then uh just hope i don't feel the wrath of the girls mm-hmm. uh when i get home pro moves there yep. what, what's your pro move folks let us know how you hide stealing food from uh your <laughs> the women in your life all right bryce um so we had an nil story there with nashad strother we also have a decommitment mm-hmm. of a guy who committed to ecu out of the portal last week dang uh a receiver coming from uconn mm-hmm. committed uh thought about it and prayed on it and I guess God told him to decommit from ECU. Wow. So, I wonder what a, hmm. And he's going where? He appears to be heading to Brigham Young. BYU. Mm-hmm. All the way up there. I guess he wanted to stay with the blue. 
perhaps yeah. perhaps uh but just you know that, that, that's why i can't more and more i just enjoy watching games bryce and not yeah. worrying about who you play or, mm, yeah uh, exactly and, and i like you know in season we get to talk to the players i love I, like i'm a huge rajay harris fan last year i was a huge uh, isaiah winstead fan yeah love the guys love talking with them but uh, you know just kind of get me to game day yeah all this other stuff like watching the game we have to follow it and talk about it here because we're trying to inform people and everything mm-hmm. but as far as getting into it I, that's why i can't get into recruiting i mean one year very early on in my pirate radio days uh, we used to have articles on pirate radio 1250.com way back in the day mm. i was like let me do, you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a q a with some uh pirate commits that are coming in mm. and it was a uh, transfer and then a, a high school player and I was able to contact them, uh, talk to them, do a, a fun Q&A. Neither one of them showed up here <laughs> to play football. And I was like, all right, Jeez. I'm done with this. Right. What is the point? Right. One, like, decommitted, went somewhere else. And the other, I don't know if it was a grades thing or if yeah. he decided. But it just, Jeez. I don't know. There are people that are specialists in that field covering recruiting. And I just, I can't do it. I'm not mm. one of them. Yeah. No. So. Nope. Love the game. Love the game. Yep. Love everything about it. But uh, not going into. I guess you don't want to say love the game, hate the players. But you just love the <laughs> game. Just don't really worry about the players. Yeah, well, just, right? I worry about the ones that, that are worried? playing during the game. Exactly. Exactly. That are in the mm-hmm. uniform and yep. uh, doing that. All right. Uh, Todd says, get you. You get an extra eight count with cash. And eat on the drive home. Oh, so it doesn't show up on the uh, receipt? Yeah. <laughs> Todd. Todd. Man, cash everything. I like it. There's no, no trail. No paper trail <laughs> on Todd. He's like, hey, Eddie, like. Hey, give me an eight count. So he, he gives the card, and then he's like, hey, come here, come here. And like, <laughs> slides the cash over. Don't give me a receipt for that. Just yeah. Hey, that's all. Let me put under. Hey, hey. What's his uh, second name? Oh my gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? He gives a different alien. <laughs> yeah. Todd, put this one under Tom. Uh, Tim. Tim. Tom. Tim or Tom. <laughs> yeah. This is Tom. Tom. <laughs> Good play, Todd. I like it. I like your style. Uh huh. Eric good. says, "I'll tell my grandkids one day. I remember when McDoubles were 99 cent. My God, yes. have you seen the price of McDoubles these days." I used to pay a, less than a doll hair. Goodness gracious, alive! That was crazy. back in high school, I think. So 2011. Jamie says I spent twenty dollars at Burger King for a bacon whopper meal and an original chicken sandwich. That's nuts, man! You got fleeced, Jamie. Yikes! You got at, where'd you go to New York to buy your yeah. uh, your BK on Wall Street? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> straight up millionaire mansion road. What are you doing there, buddy? Jeez. All right. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. If you have any tips for us on how to hide food from our, our ladies, mm-hmm. let us know. Mm-hmm. That's important. All right. Let's take a break. I've got a game plan, and really, this is like right up Shirley's alley. And I just want Bryce to get one out of the five, right? Also, we oh, have yeah. a lineup. Oh, we got a, All right. So when we return, baseball lineup, a little bit of a movie game. Ooh. Uh, Pirate Radio Booty Bag will be opened up. And later on in the show, Pirate Radio Outdoors, with uh, we already got a few cues for Bryce. He'll have some A's coming up later on. If you have a question, you can get that in. 
right now. Always. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday after these words. I don't want to do your sleepwalk dance anymore. I just want to see some palm trees. I will try and shake. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Rolling Black. Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Um, Robert says you can get some uh, chicken bites from Sam's Club that taste like the Chick-fil-A nuggets. Mm-hmm. Five minutes in the air fryer. I've, I want to try to recreate those, and I think the key is like uh, some pickle juice, I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe that's uh, one of the key ingredients mm-hmm. there. I want to try to make those at some point, but I pickle. have Wait, pickle not tested juice? it yet. Uh, yeah. Marinating pickle juice, I think. Yeah. You marinate the chicken in pickle juice? Uh, I think that's I, what they do. I know it's a Word part of the ingredient, yeah. Huh. With the Chick-fil-A nuggets. I would have never guessed that. Yep. Also good for uh, cramps, right? Or did I make oh, yeah. that up? Cramp. <laughs> yeah. What'd you do? What's your what was your go to for cramps, Bryce? Thing oh, well, water is definitely key. Stay hydrated. But I never was a cramper. Like oh, yeah? I never was a cramper. Good. Thank goodness. Good to hear. Um some I guys, would, goodness gracious. I would cramp once in a blue moon, but uh mm. I kept a lot of Pedialyte. Oh yeah. Um the little packets that you can put in water. Um, and that's what I carry when I go to the softball tournaments. Uh, coming up Wednesday on the show, we'll talk to Soup Boy Patrick Mason. I had to show him this last night. I got a little cream of potato, cream of celery, uh. and I got some frozen veggies and uh, threw that on the uh, the stove there, Bryce. And then I cooked me up some pork chops. Uh and here's what i did oh don't tell me i just chunked them bad boys right in there oh and not only did i put it in there i did i did a little baptism here Uh, you got to get down watch this i'm gonna cover that bad boy see ya man and it was good i had it uh for lunch today too tasty it was good i like uh like throwing me some i like throwing a lot of stuff together you dang right seeing if it works mix it all together and uh it's good stuff mm-hmm. all right so we'll go pirate radio outdoors in a moment uh surely you said we have a lineup i need to find we that. do or do you, would you like to do it or you want me to do I'll it i'll do it do it then i this will be my first time ever doing a baseball lineup all so right this will be that's awesome just, uh, that's what i like to call history all right here on we go. this day ladies and gentlemen here is your starting lineup for your ecu pirates parts Batting first and playing center field, Lane Hoover. Batting second and designated hitter, Jacob Jenkins Cowart. 
Batting third and catching, Justin Wilcoxon. Batting fourth and playing first base, Josh Moylan. Batting fifth and playing left field, Luke Nowak. Batting sixth and playing shortstop, Joey Barini. Batting seventh and playing third base, Alec Makarevich. Batting eighth and playing right field, Carter Cunningham. Batting ninth and playing second base, Nathan Chrisman. And your pitcher for the Pirates tonight, Garrett Saylor. I was a Saylor. Well done, Shirley. I can tell you have PA experience. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I've done it a time or two. Lane Hoover's dad tweeted uh, me earlier today. He is rocking the Pirate Radio lid, ready nice. to go tonight. So Big Who, Papa Hoove, ready to go, there looking go. sharp with the uh the pirate radio hat big one bryce two top 15 teams mm-hmm. going at it wow. last home game of the regular season for the pirates still could have more if they can host a regional mm-hmm. and uh, they got a little work to do so they're 15 in the poll they are 19 and according to one viewer uh 18 moved up a spot after duke losing today so you got to finish top 16 to uh, basically yeah oh, and okay. And it's see, it's not like you finish top sixteen in the polls or the RPI. Right. You're guaranteed. It's a committee that puts right. it together. But they are right there on the cusp, on the fringe. They're right there, so to speak, mm, on the edge. So we will, uh, we'll see what happens. All right, real quick. This is uh, this was not a good idea because Shirley's going to dominate. Stop looking at my computer, Bryce. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Um, it's a little movie game. I've got best picture winners. Okay. And I'm going to give you the year. Oh, God. And I'm going to start naming actors in that movie, and you're going to have to name the movie. Okay. I'm going to start kind of from the least famous and go up to the famous. And you can name them at any time. The year is 2000. Anybody want to take a stab without any names? Mm, Yeah. Uh, Derek Jacoby was in this movie. Never heard of him. Oliver Reed was an actor in this Mm. movie connie nielsen wow now i do know who she is was in this movie joaquin phoenix was in this movie is that um i think it, that's, that's not a river runs through it is it it is not oh is wait it, no, is no, it no no gladiator gladiator oh! wait a minute hold on time out time out he wasn't looking at your screen was he no okay all right huh. just make sure the, the joaquin phoenix is what gave it away and there's one name now, left a river oh. runs through it is not joaquin phoenix who's the name Huh? Whatever his, Russell Crowe. <laughs> his brother's River. Yeah, his brother's name is River. Uh, yeah. Russell Crowe was the name uh, I did not get to. I, I, I don't know why a river runs through it. Just went right. Now pressure why. on Shirley. Because sure. I didn't know if Bryce was going to get one. All right, here we go. Y'all ready for movie number two? 1994, Best Picture winner. Mm. Haley Joel Osment. Six cents. No. Oh. I was later. Sally Field. Michael T. Williamson. Michael T. Williamson. I don't know how to say his name, but I know his character from the movie. Haley Joel Osment, Sally Field, Michael T. Williamson. Gary Sinise. Fourth of July. Born on the Fourth of July. Uh, no. I don't know any of those guys. Uh, Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise. Robin Wright. Robin. Uh, and there's one more name. She used to be married to Sean Penn. Um... The final name is Tom Hanks. 
1994. 1994. Forrest Gump. Yes. Oh, oh my God. That's not how the or game works. Because Jenny Robin Day. Wright, Robin Robin Wright played Jenny. 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 Um, Bubba Gump was the Williamson guy. Oh, okay. I don't know. And I, I forgot Haley Joe Osment was Forrest's son. Oh, yeah, right. Was, okay. Yeah, was Forrest's son. All right. Um, we go to, we got a competitive game here. 1991. So we're going back here. I'm going to list off. Test my memory here. Jeez. Diane Baker is in this movie. I don't know. How about Brooke Smith? Also in this movie. Anthony Heald is in this movie. Ted Levine is in this movie. Scott Glenn is in this movie. All right. I don't know any of those people. No, there are two names left. Anthony Hopkins is in uh, this movie. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. That is correct. I was about to say, but Jodie Foster. I was letting name. Shirley speak first. You know, her, you know. So yeah. Chivalry yeah. is not dead. Exactly. First. So I said, eh. "What a guy." I was like Anthony Hopkins. I was like, I know this movie because <laughs> it's the only movie that physically made me sick. Uh, oh wow! Ew. It physically, like I watched the movie at a friend's house and physically had to leave the room and go out in the driveway, and I uh, lost my lunch. Wow. So, it's That's tough, Jeff. It, it's that scene where they find the bug in the victim. <clears throat> oh, in the mouth. Mm-hmm. The, mm, the moth. Yep. Moth in the mouth. Mm-hmm. All right, a great movie from 2006, Best Picture winner. Anthony Anderson was in this movie. Alec Baldwin is in this movie. Vera Farmiga. I, I'm Formiga. A, Formiga. I, I'm I a, think it's Formiga. I find her attractive. I like her. Ray Winstone is in this movie. Mm. Uh, Martin Sheen is in this movie. Alec Baldwin's the only one I'm. There's four names left. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is fear. in Fear. <laughs> no, this oh, is 2006, six. not 96. Oh, um, Mark Wahlberg, The uh, Italian Job. No, hold on. Uh, the Departed. Four Brother. I don't know. Departed is correct. Uh, Three names left. Jack Nicholson, Matt Damon, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, the Te- Departed. You're telling me you ain't seen that? I, Bryce, you got to see that. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. It's a good movie. It's a good flick. All right, finally, we'll go 1997. Best Picture winner. I'm gonna start. The year I graduated college with I was four. Susie, <laughs> Susie Amos, Susie Amos, Bill Paxton, Twister, Nos, Noster, Gloria Stewart, Francis Fisher, Billy Zane, Tombstone. Two names left. Nineteen. What did I say? Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, Titanic. And Kate Winslet. Titanic is yeah. correct. All right, Bryce got his one, and I I, I've, one. I'm good. I'm glad he got his one. Because, well, you threw me for a second when you said Billy Zane because he was in Tombstone. So I thought, okay, well, this, if, if if you're going I'm gonna by... I'm going to Tombstone was a little earlier than 97. Yeah, I think it might have... I'm going to go 92. What do you See, always say? I'd say 93. Mm. 93. Man, yeah. Next game is I'm gonna name a movie. You tell me the year it came out. Oh God, no! Oh, <laughs> oh God, yeah. Bryce, congratulations! What, which uh, what'd you get? Gladiator. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, you, the game was really can Bryce win one, and the answer is yes. I got so, one. The answer is yes. Yep. 
Charlie wins it four to one. But Dang it. Basically a tie at this point. Yeah, that was a d- <laughs> All right. Charlie's a winner. Let's make you a winner. Open up the booty bag. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Three, one, seven, twelve, fifty is the number. Charlie, what are we giving away today? A pair of tickets to a Down East Wood Ducks baseball game. Go see the Woodies on us at historic Granger Stadium. 317-1250. What caller are we looking for? Uh, I'm going to go with caller 7 today. (laughs) Uh, Kellen said, safe to say I would have crushed Shirley and Bryce in the movie game Uh today. So he went back to a tweet from... May the 13th, he put up, uh, he said, some of his favorite movies. He's got Gladiator, Silence of the Lambs there. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, he was prepared for those movies we announced today. All right, uh, 317-1250, we'll have our winner. We go outdoors, and we find out what Bryce was doing in the Wilmington area earlier today. Get your questions in. We'll answer those, too, back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to John Carden of Winterville. Picked up a pair of tickets to a Down East Wood Ducks baseball game. Baseball is back in Kinston. The Woodies will be hosting the Fayetteville Woodpeckers this week at Historic Granger Stadium. You can get your single game tickets and check out all the fun promotions planned this season at woodducksbaseball.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, congratulations, John Carden. Maybe he'll catch a foul ball at Historic Granger Stadium like he did when he caught Jeff Conan's foul ball at a baseball game. Were you at Wrigley Field, John? I don't remember. If you're still listening, text me and give me the details of the Jeff Conan ball story that you like to tell so much. All right, welcome back into the show. Pirates and Camels about to go at it. What do you think about the name Camels, Fighting Camels, Bryce? It's interesting. I wouldn't say it would be my top choice as far as a mascot that you know you'd be – and bring any intimidation by any means. Well, they are, they are fighting camels, though. <laughs> They're not just regular. Have you camels. ever seen hooved animals fight that aren't don't have antlers or horns? They uh, just get up and you're like you know. Every it's... Friday night in Grifton, I, I see it. Really? Yeah, they got uh, go to those back alley uh, <laughs> bug fights. Oh god, <laughs> back alley bug fights. Come on in. Uh, no, Bryce, actually. Yeah, well, is that the yeah. most intimidating thing? I agree. To me. Well, don't you? Camels spit, too, don't they? They can spit. Which yeah. is just but deplorable. Exactly. Yeah, that's quite 
disgusting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Bryce, uh, we're going to get into Q&As. Uh, yes, uh, Pirate Radio Outdoors. Man, this is tough. I don't Uh-oh. know why the audience likes to torture us like this. Uh-oh. But, Bryce, mm. there is a new law in effect where you can only hunt or fish. You can't do both. Mm. You got to choose which one you're going to do for the rest of your My existence. Life. Boy, oh boy. I'm probably... A lot of soul searching going on here. I mean, it is fun shooting a gun at things and, you know, that whole thing, good story, you know. But uh, I'm thinking I have to go fishing because one, you know, that's, you know, at least year-round in North Carolina, pretty much everywhere, you know, year-round in the South, I guess you could say. And you get to, you know, catching a fish. I mean, it's, it's a thrill just like almost as much as, you know, shooting a duck, a rabbit, a deer, and a turkey, you know, all that. Maybe not quite as much as like a turkey or a deer, but it's still very, you know, it's very exciting, especially when you know you got a big fish on. So I'm probably going to go fishing because obviously being on a boat, you know, it's a little more sociable. Um, typically, you know, it's good weather. And... Um, even being on the boat is just fun. So probably going to go fishing. All right. Eric said Eric answered his own question. He says, I'm I'm taking fishing. You can crush a couple cold ones when you fish. Can't do that when you're slinging lead at Bambi. Uh well, you can, but then you have to use the restroom and then typically that makes causes uh, for movement and all that stuff. So on the boat, you, there's there's no limits. There are no you limits, go folks. Go to the bathroom all you want. You mentioned rabbits. Uh, a lot of rabbits around our parts. Yeah. And I uh, went to my folks' house this weekend in winter. We saw, saw one there. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of rascally a lot of rabbits. rabbits. I haven't really around. been rabbit hunting in a while, but um, I would do it every now and then. I wouldn't say it's my top choice, but um, I'd do it. Uh, let's work back, Bryce. You showed me a picture from this weekend. What'd you catch this weekend? I had caught a, uh, well, I caught two Atlantic Bonita. So they're in the tuna family, and they kind of only come around uh, for a short period, but they've actually been around for a few weeks now, longer than normal. And um, they're quite the, you know, they're a good fight and um, pull and drag, and, you know, all, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a good fish. And they're pretty finicky. You know, you can't, at first, you, know, you think you could catch them with, you know, some lead, um, aka jigs, but then they got a little more, you know, like I said, finicky. And you had to go live bait to just a super like long leader and a single treble, and that's what you know was working because they were tough to catch, but um, it was good and they were very delicious to eat. All right, awesome stuff. And speaking of fishing, there's going to be some uh, fishing going on in a uh, new boat potentially, right? Yes, uh, we actually, like I said, I told you earlier, we, I, it was a little risky going you know, to Wilmington because you never know what could go. You know, you're two hours away, and you go you see trial of boat. You don't know what could happen out there or trailer and a boat back. But my father ended up buying a uh, 36 yellowfin, so we're pretty excited about that. Um, you know, just in time for Memorial Day, and just another boat to have. So it's uh, pretty cool. It's a beautiful boat, and um, ready to run it bryce what are the top three features or things top three things you look at when purchasing a boat <laughs> that are most important um, to you personally me i definitely like 
Okay, say we're already done. Like, structurally, everything's good. Motors are good. You know, okay. everything's functioning. I'm just looking at features. I'll All see, right. kind of look at what what power it's got but you know i'll see suzuki mercury yamaha I and mean, they're all you know good obviously i'm a little more you know biased towards mercury now but yamahas are great they're all good but so bypassing the motors I'm crazy I'm about a mercury like alan jackson was <laughs> yeah so you know bypass you know not pay attention to the motors um because you say everything's good there uh, i like to look at the layout of the boat you know as far as like where's my live well how much storage do i have how many like do my rod holders in the you know console this that and the other so store layout is a big thing right. that i like to look for of the live wheels so we're going power layout uh-huh and then number three you know you know once your you know electronics um you know how good are your electronics you know are they updated are they old um it's kind of the things i like to see in a boat i guess it's like your um, car there's factory stuff and then you can add on if you need oh, to, oh yeah basically so um you know, this one's got it you know got a good it's got a little different layout normally i'm used to the cv that jay's had that has like the keel box in the in the cockpit so the back of the boat you know where you're fishing so you can go straight you know straight out you know straight from the you know stern to right into uh you know the keel box but this has a coffin box up front which would still be nice and convenient to get to and a little easier to deal with the fish you know since you don't have to sort of been down together. I mean, just sort of little things like that. So, um, overall, you know, you know, good layout, uh, good locations of the live well, um, you know, your power, and the electronics are all updated, right. and the console looks all good, so, and the color, you know, color's a big thing as well, and, uh, How about, uh, alright, let's take a break, Shirley, and we'll wrap up the show. I'm gonna ask Bryce, how do you go about naming a boat? That's an important decision. <laughs> Right, and right. Uh, we'll talk about some of your past names of boats, and uh, as Jay picked the name for this boat, like yeah. uh, you had, a, had a, the whole decision making pro- making process. Right, we'll talk about that uh, when we wrap it up after these words. Sometimes I feel like my only friend is the city I live in. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Rough day for the stock market. The Dow dropped 336 points and closed out at 33,012. The NASDAQ is down 22 at 12,343. S&P dropped 26 points, finished out at 4,109. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 7 6900 in Greenville, Wells Fargo Advisors LLC, member SIPC. Now back to Clip. All right, we'll wrap up the show with boat naming etiquette. So, Bryce, <laughs> you own a boat. I do. What is your boat's name? Um, I just refer to it as the make of the boat. So, it's a blackjack. So, I just reference it as the blackjack. All right. You know, I, mean, I could, you know, I maybe need to do just as a, you know, I probably wouldn't put it on the side, but I could do like a subtle name somewhere. Yeah. That might not be a bad idea. Well, think about that. Ah, uh, so Jay got that boat today. Yes. Yeah, so what, what's the uh, what's the name situation? So his name's his initial name. 
like the name he normally had the longest for his pa- previous boats for the last few was uh, like Aftermath, like Team Aftermath. Well, the past two he's had now, one was uh, Old Bull. Okay. And, you know, he kept that, just kind of stuck with it. And then now this one is Seven Seas. Okay. Um, will he change it to Aftermath? No one knows. Um, <laughs> no one knows. You know, he maybe he will. I mean, the logo of this Seven Seas one is you know is pretty cool. Um, so right. he may stick with it, but yeah, yeah. Typically, your big sport fish and stuff have the names, and there's actually some pretty clever names out there. Who cool. uh, who owns a boat called the River Rat, Bryce? <laughs> that would be. Coach Rob. That Coach Rob McNeil, owner of the River Rat. Yep. Bryce, thanks for hanging out, man. Thank y'all for having me. All right, Shirley, fine job doing all your jobs back there. Got a lot going on. I know, two and one over there. We'll see you Wednesday for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live, along with Ken Wadlington and Patrick Mason. We'll talk to Garrett McGinn and Mike Maniscalco. Got a big Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live coming your way. We'll talk to you then. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.